There's a man going round taking names And he decides who to free and who to blame Everybody won't be treated all the same There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around Well, A, it depends on who makes it and how they make it. Wait, what makes a margarita alcoholic? The alcohol? No, what's the booze? I think you use Is it tequila? Because I know there's Cadillac margaritas where, like, you put, like, a shot of something, like, physically, like, you could actually put the shot glass in. Is is that what it is? Or you get, like, some kind of, yeah, some kind of tequila and pour it in the... You can tell I don't... How do you know not what booze... Well, I only make, like, two drinks. What I make, make a gin and tonic and a Jack and Coke. You may notice what those things share. Oh, excuse me. The most robust drink I can make is a fuzzy navel. I can make a fuzzy navel. What's it? That's like orange and what? It's like tangerine. Uh, is it orange juice? You use... My mom yes. was always good at making screwdrivers. You use orange juice. Uh, you use tequila. Or excuse me, vodka. Big difference. I'm not a big tequila drinker. Uh. Margarita. Um, uh, vodka... I guess tequila makes sense because they always have margaritas and Mexican joints. Yeah. 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 There's an internal logic. Tequila, fuck you up. Hey, everybody. It's the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, Welcome to our podcast for Saturday the 1st, uh, September... What? (laughs) I I just woke up, so I'm not drunk yet, but I should be. It's September the 1st, 2012. Yeah. We're going to record Saturday mornings now. Yeah, because Annie's got a real job now. She's not. Well, you're kind of still working on a show floor. Well, yeah. I I got moved up. Annie's a showgirl in Vegas. That's right. Now now, she's managing the showgirls. Exactly. Exactly. She did such a good job. They're like, (laughs) Annie, you're really good at shaking that ass. I bet you you can shake them books. (laughs) Just saying. Oh, my God. I just picture you, like, typing at a computer in an office with, like, the big feathered headdress. Just kind of bored. Just kind of bobbling vaguely as I type. Just eating chips. Anyway, this is the Boy Hattie podcast where we don't know what alcoholic drinks are made of. Yeah, and Annie's not going to be here next week because she's going to a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be out of the states. Yeah, up in Canada, Vancouver. Up in Canada town. You get to see what Vancouver looks like before it gets... God damn, this was squeaking last week. Uh, before it gets blown up by the uh, Reapers and five. Apparently, years. the ho- the hotel I'm staying at is visible in oh, the destruction really? of Vancouver in Mass Effect I like 3. how they, those guys really didn't do that much to make Vancouver look futuristic no, or anything like that. No. They put the, like the big space United Nations where you're being attacked <laughs> exactly. and that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, that's cool. So wait, who's getting married? Uh, Emily, Carol, and Kate Craig. Friends of the podcast, Emily, but Emily, Craig, people. Craig. Emily, Carol, and Kate Craig. Can you get gay married in uh, Canada? Because they are can. like both ladies, as you can they tell by their names, ladies. Emily and Kate. Uh, you oh can really? Get gay married. Aw, you guys should get married while you're up there. No, actually, I am going to. Um, my folks are coming to visit at the end of the month, and I am filing for des- domestic partnership here in the states. Where all my folks are here. Filing for the domestic partnership is you show up, you sign a form, you hand over sixty dollars. It yeah, is the least romantic thing. Done, yeah. But my parents my parents are so sweet. So my little sister is getting hitched. She and her gentleman friend proposed while we were on vacation. Yeah, you can't let them get hitched before you get hitched because well, you'd like yeah. Well, I don't they've been dating longer than I've been dating fully, actually. I think they've been dating I think oh, they're almost true. common law at this Have point. Have they been dating since been since I've known seven you? years? Oh no, not that long. Oh, okay. My sister was like not <laughs> she had not had her men's <laughs> but oh guys when that she was not on her moon oh that no point. but how um, old is your sister uh she just turned like 24 uh i believe so she's a youngin i think she just turned 20 god we're so old now i know bill anyway oh 
Um, uh, let's keep focus. Let's not let, not, not let dementia grab us. I don't think I'm having change of life right now. My parents had the cutest conversation with me. I thought this was so sweet. They wanted to make sure that I wasn't upset that, um, that I, they were spending, they were going to be spending all this money on my little sister's wedding when they had not spent an equal amount of money on me and Foley. But you guys haven't had a wedding yet. Well, exactly. And I, it was actually good because I got to explain to my mother why I don't care about a wedding and don't really want a wedding. And it seems like way too much money to begin with. Like, because I, I was talking to Foley. And well, like, you guys, your wedding is that you just bought a fucking house. Exactly, I bought a goddamn house. I don't want to have a goddamn wedding if I'm gonna spend. Well, I can do a little personal grand ceremony. upon grand upon grand. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna buy a 72 inch plasma <laughs> television and a surround sound. That, system. Exactly. When you sign off on that, that's 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 that, that's yeah. Exactly. That's but no, I thought they, that my parents are not totally money minded people, and nor am I. I should say we're not like money focused people. But I thought oh, yeah, it was very exactly. sweet that they wanted to make sure that they they didn't. I didn't feel like I was. Like, out and i and my sister also wanted to make sure my family is so sweet they, she called me because she had asked me to be her maid of honor and i was like sure when are they getting married next year okay any year next year like june no june. like october oh really okay. um but uh fascinating podcast what's great stuff, I know, fuck but... you <laughs> i just said my sister should get married she could have no, this kind of dress this is adorable so she ah! had also asked her best friend of many, unless many she years. dresses like faith from uh yeah, Bill. no please tell her story go for it dude from you know what I was Mirror's listening Edge. on the way over. I was listening to Court and Fat Boy podcast, and I was so I admired so much how when one person spoke, they were able to fully <laughs> articulate their thoughts. Talk about your sister's wedding. I couldn't even make, finish the sentence. <laughs> I could not even finish the sentence saying about how we don't let each other finish each other's goddamn sentences, Bill. Ah, as a person who edits the podcast. <laughs> Who doesn't edit the podcast? <laughs> um, speed is very good. <laughs> Man, I have not had my daily allocation of sugar yet. You can tell my brain is just. <laughs> oh, my, I'm sorry. I'm opening the candy on the podcast. No, I won't see, eat it. I'm just denuding okay, it. Okay, good. No, okay. So about your sister, she get married. What kind it's, of dress? I'm already done. <laughs> oh, I started no. watching. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> Go for it, Bill. Tell your story. It's amazing. I like watched the first episode, and there's this lady. She got a bitchy sister, and they're twins. And the bitchy sister, she's she got big Popeye bug eyes, mm-hmm. and I hate her guts. You have to watch it. It's on Netflix for <laughs> no. free. Anyway, no. Hopefully, you don't do that to your. Well, sister. this is why I'll never have a wedding. I thought about it, and I'm like, the most I'd ever spend on it would be a thousand dollars. And then I thought about it some more. Less Foley's, than you would spend on a TV. Holy suit would be nine hundred dollars. So that would leave. Foley's already got a suit. I thought that. No. Are you, you kidding? When you, got, no. when you bought Foley's suit last year, the joke was that you can use that at the wedding. No. She's going to get a new suit. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Actually, so. I like Foley gets all these suits and you won't even, like, like the fact that you I buy blanched, a skirt is a monumental I, I, thing. I, 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 I actually, spent $30 on a skirt. I cringed. I spent. Oh, my God. I spent $80 on a dress and I cringed, which is cheap for a dress. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, what am I doing? Did you buy a new dress? I thought no, you were talking about something. Because I know you have a couple. You actually have a couple of dresses. Within the last year and a half, you've actually bought. Because Annie does not wear dresses until I, recently. I am. I have been a tomboy my whole life, and I am easing into ladydom. Yeah, there's no one surprised you. You showing up in, here to record a podcast in a dress. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, and you look great. It is notable, obviously, because Bill keeps talking about it. Yeah, but anyway, and you um, know what? You should, man. You would never try to get a suit like Foley? No. Because you would well, look good in a suit, too. I would probably, I mean, you, you I may could ride get that a, thing. I would get a waistcoat, maybe, but yeah, I wouldn't get it in a suit. Like, or maybe, like, a blazer. Any being fancy does not necessarily have to equal oh, dress. No. Girl Yeah, every dress. time we go, uh, so the um, Foley gets yeah, Especially suits. you being a lesbian. It wouldn't blow people's minds if you showed up in pants. 
and a, and a waistcoat. You should, you're right. I should get a, a rainbow a waistcoat just to make sure that everything is really thorough. <laughs> just communicate it clearly. Make sure. I don't speak it Because you're a lesbian. God damn it. What? Anyway, um, uh, Foley gets received from a local... Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> Please. As a fat guy, I've been trying would to anybody be surprised if I showed up at a wedding in a Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt that was three sizes too small? My sister did say, say, God bless her. Into the, yeah. I could go, go to her wedding in a pantsuit. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. That's a kind of a... I know. Insult. Well, it's like what my mom said when I was like 13. She said, um, you know, Annie, if you ever want to have breast reduction surgery, we'd help you with that. Again, it's kind of a backhanded sort of thing. Your tits are already that big? Yeah. Aww. I woke up with tits one day. <laughs> That's what happened. Aww. It sucks. How did your sister not get boobs? That's what my sister asks me every time she sees me. She's got normal me. boobs, but she doesn't have, Every like... time my little sister sees me, these two words come out, two phrases come out of her mouth. I forgot how big they are. <laughs> first and then why aren't my tits that big my running joke is that oh, um when God. i die i'm gonna leave half my tits to her and half my tits to foley so foley will just have them as a prop <laughs> to have around Katie she would, would get them stuffed them. and just roll around in bed with them she'd probably have them cloned that's pretty much it anyway oh my um, god fuck you now i can't remember what i was gonna goddamn you're say about your, your... duchess oh yeah duchess is a wonderful um menswear place here in town they do they here specialize in, Portland, in vintage yeah. vintage style and they do custom suits. stuff that's so if thing. you wanted to get dressed up you could well every time i go there to get because foley has a full suit from there and uh in the spring i got her new waistcoat it looks really handsome on her and every time I go, they're like, oh, we're going to get you next and everything. And I'm like, yes. I would rather I would rather spend another $900 on fully another suit. That's because you get to look at it. You exactly. Don't, you don't like to treat yourself. And, and, man, for people listening at home, Annie's crazy. <laughs> Annie hates to cook or feed herself. She likes to eat. But you don't like to bathe. You don't like to do anything that, like... To be fair. To be fair. You don't like... It's not that I don't like Indulging yourself that's not, bathe. like, outside of a video that game. That is not fair. What is true is that I am a self-loathing motherfucker, and whenever I am alone with my thoughts for more than five minutes... That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It is a self-loathing... It's not that, like, you're allergic to soap chamber. or anything like that. But, yeah, no, anything where you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when half I'm an hour. I'm in my own head for long. It's a bad thing. How do you fall asleep at night? Well, I guess you're, like, sleeping it, with a lady man, in bed. Do you know how much better my brain chemistry has gotten having a my wife my brain and cooking by yourself so anything that requires you to be alone for more than five well minutes it's it's fun. when i can listen to something or focus on something else yeah. it's easier but whenever i'm just inside get a my own radio thoughts, for the bathroom well i i've listen done i've done stuff like that and it just there's something about the uh, taking a shower in particular and cooking bath works and bath cooking. works that's why i love well cooking no cooking i'm just a t- okay you my philosophy about cooking is exactly like my mother's philosophy of cooking my mother is a competent cook, but my dad is a great cook. So she says, why suffer okay, my yeah, shitty that's, cooking that's a good point. Okay. when we could be eating your father's wonderful food? Why should I eat crap? Why should I be like, you know what's I'm going to make for dinner? I'm going to make a can of chili. Then I'm going to make some white rice, and then I'm going to mix them together and call that some good yeah. cooking. Which, by the way, sounds really good right now. Yeah! Just coming from someone who just had a Burger King Whopper. <laughs> Oh, man. God damn it. What are we talking about? I don't Son know. Of, how do we even talk, start talking about this Duchess shit? Duchess is great. No, okay, I wanted to see this. Duchess just um, did a reveal. Um, I follow Duchess on Twitter because all there are five ladies who run Duchess and they're all adorable. They're going to have uh, day one DLC for Go, Bill. new suits. Please, keep on talking. I'm trying to finish this thought. I've been trying. No wonder our conversations are recording. This has been going on for half an How hour already. Ten minutes. We've been going for ten minutes. We have not said Duchess anything. Retweeted 
two new suit styles <laughs> that are delightful to me. And oh, I can't wait to like... put my Well, then you can look them. like Tom Hardy and Lawless. No. Oh, man. No, Foley needs to look like Tom Hardy. Yeah. What would you so look So let's like? go back to our week and our, our, let's go through to our week thing. So I did go see Lawless last night. Yeah. I, so this new thing Explain happened to Explain what Lawless is to me. I have spent the last seven days working and it's been, it's been, it's been good. But I've been really fucking tired. Oh, that's right, because, yeah, you're managing the the dancers at the same (laughs) Exactly. Well, first I had three days of dancing, and then I had to go to the books, and and then fill in some first dancers along the way. Well, they had gas on stage, and so they fired you and decided, we need to put you in office. You're too valuable to us. We can't just fire you outright from being a dancer who farts on stage. We're just going to put you in this room. We can hotbox yourself (laughs) in your own farts. That's right, Bill. Imagine you had a, like a tiny shitty ass little lost computer wearing the feathered headdress, where you, like this little black and white static security camera footage, and you're just kind of like passing out, just like she tried to still keep it together. You like no, I'm really glad deprived. you have this glamorous fantasy for me. Oh. Thanks. Anyway, no, I needed a, something to focus on at the end of it. Yeah. So Lawless came out this week. Lawless is the newest film written by Nick Cave and directed by John Hilko. Together, this Nick Cave being the musician of Nick Cave and Bad Seeds, John Hillcoat being he directed The Road a couple of years ago. I still haven't seen um, that. Yeah. He did together. They did The Proposition, which was one of my favorite westerns. Even though I've only seen it once because it is such a brutal nightmare. Well, I think Nick Cave is going to be a part of it's going to be fucking. Well, see, that's why I was really pumped about terrible. this yeah. this movie because I'm like, so it's it's um, Shia LaBeouf, Tom Hardy, and I can't remember his name, but he's a competent actor too. He's been around too. Guy Pierce. There are the three no. God damn it. Herman. <laughs> you talk, Billy. You tell me what Lawless is about. <laughs> I'm just trying to help! I'm trying to help! No, they're, they are the Bondurant brothers. It's just a great name. Bondurant? Bondurant. Okay. Um, they are... Oh, this is based off a true story. It is based on a true story. Well, it is based on a fictionalization of a true story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, uh, they're these three brothers who are bootleggers during Prohibition. Okay. And it's about the, this um, city slicker comes down and starting to crack down in the area. But these brothers... Are, are holding up and it's 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 really just like a folk hero sort of thing yeah. but it's very well done um i having seen the proposition which again was the same team of guys i was like man i another proposition could really go down smooth and it's interesting because there are elements of that and that it is a very brutal film like when the violence starts getting slung around that shit ain't compromised yeah but it's interesting because it's kind of it's pretty traditional and that it's very traditional structure it's you know a folk tale sort of thing folk hero sort of thing but tom hardy is fantastic i am as listeners know a tom hardy fancier my wife has been uh waning on her tom hardy feelings and then we saw dark knight returns and they started you know waxing again why would you get a boner over tom hardy and dark knight returns though because you have to have very particular buttons bill you didn't see his face and he's just this big And he, he sounds like a 98-year-old man. He's a big brute. That is dude. the least erotic performance of I Tom Hardy's career. And I'm up in even my counting his Star Trek movie that is his least erotic. Well, dude, he has not attracted me in this in the Star Trek movie. Did but you no, see the Star Trek movie? No, but I've seen pictures of he's Tom Hardy. Picard's and clone. It's I so know. Cute. Bill. Talk about your movie. Fuck you. Okay, I'm done. Now you go. Wait, no. Okay, now you go. (laughs) You motherfucker. Anyway. So, um, uh, I, uh, I have big shape, I have big, big button over my heart that is shaped Big Lug. And this is one of the reasons why I have a huge crush on my wife, because my wife is Lady Tom Hardy. They both share, uh, puffy blowjob lips and beautiful <laughs> eyes 
and wonderful voices, and they're both brutes, and I love them. But anyway, and also um, also fully was killed by a woman on a motorcycle with a rocket launcher. Oh, in the movie. Okay, the movie. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm struggling here. I'm like, no, no, We're both all right. I'm I'm off my game today. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's what happens. Anyway, to no, Bane. Um, that is hilarious. Spoiler for Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> So no, Tom Hardy is fantastic. I, oh, all the man. all the turns in, in that movie are pretty great because Gary Oldman plays a gangster. He's great. Oh, Gary Oldman's in that. Gary Oldman is fantastic. He's is he a, got a big. Part? He's there maybe ten minutes, but he's really oh, okay. great in this part. Then again, he, wasn't Gary Oldman in that fucking werewolf movie? Or no, like night like Little Red Riding Hood movie last year that was oh, trying to be yeah, like Twilight. He like be in anything right now. But he was he was uh, great. He, we, the bit he was in in this movie was fantastic. Okay. And then yes, Guy Pierce is in it. Guy Pierce is great in this. He is one of the most satisfying terror like sh- just villains I've seen on screen in a long time because yeah. he literally shows up and you hate him. He like powders his eyebrows. He's almost disappeared. His part is so severe down his head that I swear they actually shaved like a quarter inch stripe Jesus down Christ. his head. He uses boot shine on his hair to get it slicked back and black. And he's like a dandy. He's like in, in these dapper waistcoats and like these beautiful blend of patterns and these leather gloves. So this is the and polar then, opposite of these bootleggers. Oh from... yeah. Where, 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 all... where does this take place? Uh, Kentucky. Oh, so it is the South. Yeah. Uh, this sounds kind of like a very kind of like, like, Chicago y kind well, of Well, it's yeah. it's a it really is a western. Like yeah. at the heart of it, it's a western that has a gangster veneer to it. So this would be a good sequel to Red Dead Redemption. Well, John Hillcoat, I do actually want to go back because John Hillcoat did direct a cut of where they, they made for TV basically a movie of Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I, I forgot about that. And yeah. he directed it, which I thought was weird at huh. the time, but now I want to go back and watch it. What? But is anyway, this, is this movie like playing all over the place, or is it Wallace? just like an art house here in town? It, no, it was out at one of the big multiplexes. Oh, really? Because I have but... not heard about this movie until you uh, put it in the show notes. I'm last just gonna night. say, if you're a person like me, who beyond being a Tom Hardy fancier, if you like westerns at all, or yeah. gangster films at all, or just a good a good showing of violence, is this a movie where you see uh, Transformers penis? <laughs> no. Because there's something LaBeouf. coming out. Shia LaBeouf is really good in this. I, I wish Shia he wasn't a jackass. Did he do some weird shit, like, in his private life? Did oh, he go crazy in a Rite Aid or something like that? He's an idiot and a jackass. He's one of those people that any He apologized for making Indiana Jones 4, which that, that <laughs> right there just makes me, okay, Shia LaBeouf, you get <laughs> my... You a pass. You, yeah. He's a really competent actor. He has that always been. I remember watching him on Even Stevens on the Disney Channel. And That's thinking, what it is. I knew he was like a child star. Places. God. Uh, but no, uh, Lawless is really, really good. Great score. Great score by Nick Cave. Awesome, awesome score. I'll buy. I fucking Willie Nelson love Nick Cave. Did shit on it. Really? Um, uh, what's her name? Emily Lou Harris did stuff on it. Um, Who's the main chicky? Because there's got to be main chicky. Uh, like what's her this. name? Je- Jessica Chastain. Her name? Okay. She pretty. Okay. It's actually really sweet. So you know, we walk into so this, this movie. This is like the dark world. Bro- oh, brother, where art thou? No. No. But anyway. So I go to this movie, I'm like, I'm going to see this movie because my girlfriend is Tom Hardy, and that makes me feel happy. And she just turns me halfway through, and she goes, your hair is just like the hair of the lady in this movie. And then I kissed her, because she gets a kiss, and she says That's a good like way that. to end a long week, though. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And my yeah. girl was all dressed all dapper in her new waistcoat yesterday, I was just like, god damn it. <laughs> you guys go home and drink some moonshine? <laughs> Have you ever tried to steal your own booze? No. That's just like a, you, you bought a own house. You can't, is that legal? <laughs> feel like can you I do that now? I yet. Because I know distilleries can explode. It's a chemical thing. <laughs> it's a chemical thing. Well, you guys thing. should think about making your own booze. I you guys love know. booze. No. You have the space. You have your own garage now. No. 
No. Help you. What? That's another thing. Why should I cook my own shitty food when I can go buy or have someone else make me really good food? That is I'm, literally the same thing to me. I, I'm, I'm thinking about building my own Coke distillery. Because I think <laughs> I think what happens if you melt down caramels enough and let them rot, and then pour tap You're a water. Caramel man. No, because that's oh, what makes no, no, it brown. No, 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 no. What makes caramel, not caramel? Caramel? What the hell is, is this a caramel? the sundrance of our friendship? How is that shit spelled? Is it spelled K-R-M-E-L? Caramel? It's English, motherfucker. Caramel, motherfucker. the way. Oh, my fucking spelled. God. Caramel. I'm from Texas. So, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Louisiana. Louisiana. Slash Georgia. Slash Kansas. Slash Texas. My parents uh, are from Texas, so if I'm going to have any sort of drink, it's going to be from them. It's caramel. Oh I had never heard caramel. Okay. What, what When you go to the uh, the store to buy shit, and they have the little things where you can get like 20%, like 10% off, 10 yeah. cents off, what's it called? A coupon. Kind of... <laughs> the fuck are we it's talking about? Coupon. It's a coupon. You get a coupon Bill, for Bill, the get caramel. Bill, when, when like the military takes over government, what do you call that? A cube? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Welcome to English, <laughs> man. I hate to be Mexican. We Mex- take words. I would hate to be and Mexican we do learning English. Oh, we want to them. Oh, my my God. wife was working with this woman who was um, um, visiting from China, and she, this woman was, was talking was talking, and she's like kept apologizing for English and fully kept going. English is stupid. That you can try to speak it all is amazing. <laughs> you should be making me learn Chinese to have this conversation. <laughs> God. Well, I can't imagine Chinese because I know Chinese, like, is it both Mandarin and Cantonese are dependent on, like, the sounds? Just, like, it could be the same word, but just depending on how you say it. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's, like, language. But, like, if it's, or if it's, like, an, uh, like upwards yeah. or downwards rising, like, sound, yeah. like, it can completely be a different word. But oh, it could be awesome. written the same and pronounced the same, but just, like, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's, I, is this racist to say that Chinese, it's, like, it's a very up and down sounding language. <laughs> If you go up when you're supposed to go down, instead of saying, oh my god, where are my pants? It says, man, I fucked my pants. They exploded. <laughs> Bill, I'll tell you this. It is not racist to discuss the nature of Chinese. It is bordering on racist when you do your impression of what Chinese sounds like. <laughs> you're, on, you're, on, you're in the danger zone. Bill. I'm not saying any words. I'm just saying the general sound is like, yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like a metal detector at the beach Speaking after someone's pockets full of change exploded. Did you see the animated GIF this week? <laughs> The animated gift. It is the animated gift of the last day or two. I've seen all over the place of the people in the boat. No. You'll know what he's saying. If you go on Reddit or Twitter or anything today, you're going to see it 12 times over. It's uh, people on a boat and uh, it's like, you know, they got like bikinis on and shit, except mm-hmm. there's this guy driving and the uh, the boat falls over and it's hilarious because the guy falls on. This is Bill's uh, animated gift review of the week. <laughs> I give this it is three Bill's stars. <laughs> I went on the internet, so you don't maybe have to, I guess. Oh, what else? What else? Oh, what else? What happened? What Speaking else? of China, I was trying to segue, naturally. Um, I've been playing a hell of a lot more Sleeping Dogs. I think Isn't I mentioned good? a little bit. It is so I good. almost have to ask if I could borrow that when you're done. Yeah. I've been hearing that. Well, yeah. somebody on Twitter yesterday was like, oh man, if you love Shenmue, you should be playing Sleeping Dogs. And that was enough you for me get, to go. You can wear his exact outfit. Fuck. You can get that That's coat. That's all it takes. That's all it takes for me to want to play it, that it game It is now. basically like Shenmue taken um, with a, more of a focus. Well, if you t- took Shenmue and you took Grand Theft Auto made them kiss. 
Yeah. That's what Shenmue was kind of like progenitor of Grand Theft Auto. That was kind of a slightly open world, even though the open world open was world like three ish. blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were really, well, the difference is they were really trying to recreate what it was like to live in that time in that place. Yeah. Whereas Grand Theft Auto, you know, it's it's just, here's a, a place you can go play in. What That's city does, uh, is it's it Hong Kong? Is it? Yeah, okay. It's Hong Kong. Um, Sleeping Dogs is great, and it's... Have you beaten it? No, I am... 40% of the way done. Okay. Which really probably means they probably count all the side quests and stuff too. Are you probably. hijacking cars and stuff like you that? You can. Okay. So here's what's interesting to me about Sleeping Dogs. <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto, the last Grand Theft Auto, what was that, 4? Yeah. It was a great game and I loved it. And I loved Nico Bellic. But there's been a lot of conversation and I don't need to go into this too much about how Nico Bellic is a very sympathetic character in the way he portrays himself. And then there's what you're actually doing. Yeah. Like he has this whole story like, I came to America and I'm going to try and be a good guy. And then you murder people and then you kidnap a woman and you do all these things. And it's just, so there's like this juxtaposition or I should say this, this contrast between who he says he is and who he is. And I am enough of a of a simpleton that when a narrative tells me something, I don't really think about it too much until yeah. it's over, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. But um, what's great about Sleeping Dogs is that your protagonist, Wei Shen, who's... I love this guy. He's an undercover cop. So there's that natural conflict. He's doing all these terrible things, but for the greater good. And is he losing himself in the process? Like, he um, he grew up in this area um, amongst these gangsters. And then he goes, he moves to the States um, for years. And now he's come back. He was a cop in the States, and now he comes back. And now he's an undercover cop here. So he has, uh, he has a personal stake in everything that's going on. And yeah. there's... Um, uh, his, I think, as I'm trying, it all hasn't come 100% clear yet, but his sister was addic- became addicted to drugs in Hong Kong, okay. and when over in the States, she over, she died, and um, or something like that. So he has a personal vendetta against these guys. So it's beyond... a little bit like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So there's a setup like that that's a very kind of like slightly similar thing to that. But, anyway, but what's great is that there's this inherent conflict in everything that you do. Like, what I think is very clever is that when you do a mission, you have two scores at the end of it that oh, help yeah. you rank up. There's your triad score, which is usually um, when you fight, how well you fight with flourishes. And, like, you yeah, because this, this is more like uh, melee combat rather than shooting. Oh, yeah, right? and it's so satisfying. Which, that's cool, because, like, melee shooting in Grand Theft Auto was never that interesting. Well, right? and the melee is a lot of fun. Like, I've probably you been doing, like, in a hundred fights. Or, like, uh, can you do uh, separate moves, or all is it just, like, punch, punch, there's, kick, kick, punch, punch? It's, it's, you can I don't know if there's, learn. like, combos you can there are combos. Like, if you, you know, there are strong attacks, weak attacks, and depending on how you dish them out, different things happen. Mm -hmm. And the animations are great, and it's very intuitive to whatever is around you. So, like, if I go grab a guy, and there's a railing overlooking an alley, like, I can slam him once just against the railing to kind of take the wind out of him, and then I can pick him up again and actually toss him Oh, so it's kind of, like, context-sensitive. Yeah. Oh, well, Grant, like, Uncharted 3 was doing a little bit of that. It's very much so, but, like, uh, like Uncharted 3, but there's actually more melee. It's it's a lot of fun. I was thinking about buying it this week, then I realized if you guys are almost done with it, I might borrow it if you guys... It's so good. If it's not promised to anyone else sometime. No, I'll bring it Well, next week I'm probably going to be playing Skyrim, doing the Hearthfire stuff, but... But, let me... No, 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 I'm just saying, but yeah. But, so, there's your triad score, which is mostly how much of a badass you are in your fight scenes, mm-hmm. which are very like you want to do just because they're very visually like, yeah. satisfying and um, all that. And there's also your cop score, 
So as you're doing a mission, like, for example, if at the end of it there's a high-speed chase, if when you're driving around, if you hit, like, pedestrians or you hit, like, the streetlights or anything like that, yeah. you're getting points off your cops. See, score. that's cool. I like that, yeah. So, like, there's the, they, they gamify that conflict in a very satisfying way. And so there's a lot of replayability. Well, the cop replay, score, what does that get you if, it, if you, you have a there, high... There's a really... Because there's got to be some kind of incentive other than yeah. just, like, a random number at the end of the mission. There's a very... This is the one thing... I think the idea of this is strong, but I don't think it's done necessarily in a totally compelling way there's a really primitive leveling system where um to increase health you find health there are these shrines throughout the city you, you pray to them and you your health increases so there's a like a search boost. it's a permanent boost yeah and then you um as you get your triad score higher then you can unlock different um moves in your melee yeah and as your cop score increases then you're there is some gunplay in this, so your gunplay. Well, I figured there'd be some, yeah. It's a triad yeah. thing, yeah. And also, there's like um, uh, car stuff that gets better, and like, like races and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh no, although like, oh, no, but your skills. One get thing better. that's great that they add is like, for example, when you're having a chase, you can kind of do this in Grand Theft Auto, where you try if your car is pursuing you, you try to swerve and get them to smack into obstacles yeah. or just crash into them. The cops would them. be really stupid about that. Yeah. Well, during in in this game, you can actually ram into cars. So, like, if a, if a cop car is coming up beside you, you just press the X button and, and go in that direction, and so you just slam into it, and you try to tear it off the road. And if you slam into a car enough times, it will actually just catch fire okay. and stop pursuing you altogether. Well. And there's... A, I haven't totally unlocked it yet, but there is... I can't believe you're playing a game like this. It's this so much fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, this... And the character design is really great for all the men. This is something that's problematic in this game. Oh, ladies look kind of There loopy. are... I'm actually kind of worried that I broke this part of the game. I'll talk about that in a second. But there are... So far, i found three ladies that can be your romantic protagonist. Or at least you can, um... You can, um... Uh, pursue. Is this like, Emma Stone or something? Yeah, she does one of the voices. Did you talk about this last week? A yeah. little bit. They walk up to you and then suddenly they disappear well, for the Well, she's in the, the opening credits. And I was like, Emma Stone? What? Is it a digital version of her, too? It's not no. she's a voice. Oh, okay, okay. It is not like... It's not like, um, Kirsten Bell and, Doing her and worst racist. Chinese no, she accent. is a she is an American who's who who is you because you can as you play the game you unlock characters' profiles and or you can read you unlock the police reports about them so you can read these police reports about <laughs> these characters cool. and she totally just loves she likes banging Asians <laughs> so she came to she's, she's just fantastic. out of college and so she's like exploring and everything but she's totally she loves banging <laughs> Asians so she came to where they came from it makes sense there's a logic there if there were an island of Tom Hardy's I'd go there. My wife has a huge boner for Australians. <laughs> We're going to go to Australia one day and find the nicest... She's going to get so drama. pregnant from all those Australians. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and all Australian listeners, guess what? My wife has a crush on you. Doesn't matter what you look like. You've got the accent. Man, I've got a lot twin. of people like that who like get all hot and juicy over an Australian accent. Yeah. Even me a little bit. I, you know, because I grew up with the Mad Max movies. And the, yeah. And like uh, the badass leader of the, the tribe of kids. And, me- and Thunderdome, always like, Nemetis. Oh, just kind of nice. But it's not like so much of like I'm totally romanticizing. Yeah. Well, Bill, it's because it's like it's like the British. But it's not like a British accent where that's like Mary Poppins other, and shit. You know. Man, do you realize how twisted an entire generation of kids now have been warped by Emma Watson and the Harry Potter movies? Well, not even Emma Watson, but like there's so many characters like people can fixate on sexually in Harry Potter. There's so many characters. Snape. <laughs> Like where all those English okay, accents have totally Bill, just oh my god. There as long as there has been media consumed by youth, there have been people for people to fixate. I know, on. but like specifically like this new I generation argue, growing up. I would argue that, that the internet is a resonance chamber of boners. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that would be amplified. But I'm just saying more in the next ten years. 
Man, no, you have a new generation coming up where it's going to be nothing but, like, fucking boners for English accent. It's going to be the new big thing. Bill, those kids are now, I mean, those so kids sad. are barely younger than people me. People who are in college right now, now people are just entering college right now, like, that's how they're fucking in the dorms. Like, like people are literally, like, it goes, what, it's like... You're, like, you're too slow, man. The, the Harry Potter generation has... Like they're adults now. Uh, we're talking about people who can't fuck without thinking about werewolves. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. You know? Well, imagine this all the, the circle. Imagine where... all the kids are only being conceived right now because their parents are fucking and they did the English accents on each other, and that's what got the boners going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are a lot of there are even right now a lot of good boyfriends and girlfriends studiously listening to this shit. Yeah. And picking up an accent. That's what I'm saying. So, Trying very so hard. many kids out there being conceived right now where the parents are like dr- like dressed like Quidditch players. I'm just so. gonna say it. I'm not gonna try and do my Australian accent on the podcast, but I whip it out for Foley sometimes and I need to get something done. So there we go. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really bad. And I'm not going to do it on the podcast because actual Australia listens to this. What does she do? What's it's her It's better what I... We, we list... Oh, she doesn't do anything. She, are you kidding? She just has to show up. And I'm like, yeah, girl. Um, I <laughs> watched... She shows up with a broom between her legs and it's Quidditch! Thank <laughs> oh, oh, God. There are totally people who can't finish without the... That's what I'm saying! Who's the hot Quidditch? Is it a quiffle? A quaffle? A quaffle? Quaffle? It's the quaffle. The quaffle. Who is the hot... Quidditch guy in the first Harry Potter movie. Oh, uh... Remember him? Nope, 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 nope. Shh. Let me remember. Let me think. Oh. Oliver Wood. Because his name was, was Wood. Really and the jokes Wood? were just there. Oh, my Everyone God. Everyone thought Oliver Wood was dreaming. I understand so many so you have to understand, though, right I was kind of... Unless, unless you're talking to him, I like was kind Oliver of Wood. on the slightly older range of the Harry Potter thing. I mean, that's... You know, those kids are now... No, I'm talking they about... They all serve in the army, dude. I'm talking about these kids who were 10 years old and, like, when Harry Potter first started, like, 1997, who were who just uh, hitting puberty now. <laughs> My math is fucked. <laughs> 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we know Harry Potter will do that to you, you know? Oh, man. Anyway, Sleeping Dogs is great. Where I was getting at before we went on this lovely little detour was, yeah, so Emma Stone, the character that Emma Stone's character voice shows up, and I have a big crush on Emma Stone in general, and on her voice in specific, so I was down, but she looks like a wet sack of potatoes. <laughs> What's wrong with her? She just looks like a wet sack of potatoes. Is, it's really model? is she a skinny white girl? Yeah. I it's, just imagine her just being the dumpiest, like, YouTube, like, fat lady farting on a pillow. All of the, what's been really fascinating about this game is all the character design has been great. Like, and there are a lot of, it's just been really good, and then all these women show up, and I'm like, mm. This is very clearly, well, obviously the they chose someone care about who ladies. could really draw some badass, muscly dudes want to beat yeah. the crap out of each other. And the body types are actually kind of great, because there are basic melee classes and the guys that you fight, so you, you kind of can anticipate, like, the scrawny guys do this, yeah. the middle-range guys do this, and then there's the bruisers. And, um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's really good. But um, the I also like the, the, the mini-games in this game are great. Because, mm-hmm. like, so you can hack security cameras, and you can um, you pick locks and stuff. And, and I'm always impressed when when developers come up with new mini-games? Because how long have mini-games been in games? Like, how many well, it's like a lot of one of the big, like, what, in Bioshock, like, the hacking mini-game was just, yeah. like, that game Pipe, made, but was it Pipe Dreams or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. it took that out of Bioshock, too. I kind of like that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. love those little mini-games. They're such a nice palate cleanser. And in um, uh, Sleeping Dogs, they're just different enough that it's really enjoyable. Like, the one for hacking into security cameras is you need to figure out a four-digit code. You have eight tries, and when you input numbers, it'll tell you you can't have the same number twice. 
So, so it's it'll a be like, zero... like hacking the computers and, and Fallout Three, except it's alpha. It's it's numerical rather than sort like of. Words. It's yeah, and it's only yeah. four, so it's yeah. a little. Well, you, that's you nicer. feel a lot smarter yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. But so you can you can't repeat numbers, and um, it'll tell you if your number is right but in the wrong place. Oh so yeah, yeah. You know, and it's 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 easy to. In there are times you have to do it like within a certain amount of time and stuff, and like. So it's just like layered enough that it's 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 a little yeah. interesting mini game, but it's not like bone stupid. I mean, I boring. hate. I don't want to. This game really is. It is Grand Theft Auto. CP dogs. But with a, a better internal logic, just because of the characters, and there's it a karaoke mini that... game. There's a karaoke really? mini game. Yeah. One of the women I got to pursue. Is, is it like the a little, karaoke hostess. Is it like a little like, rhythm game or something like that? Um, it's actually really cute. So you pick a song to sing, and they're all actual songs. Aww. And um, what's really and great is that they got the guys, Wei Shed, singing these songs. But the thing is, he had to sing it two Aww, different ways. Yeah. He had to sing it on key and then off key. So when you fuck up, he's oh, singing yeah. it off key. It's actually really great. Um, But let me finish. Let me finish. Um, the um, one thing I'm worried about is that at, all at once, there were three missions on my map for three different women. And I love I love flirt systems in any games, any sort of romance system in a game. I'm gonna motherfucking pursue because I love that shit. Um, and so the first one was I'm like, well, I'm gonna prioritize Emma Stone because it's Emma Stone, right? So I go and we go on a little date, and there's a dumb little mission to do with her. The other one is this woman who's like a tech lady. So we go and we hack some computers and stuff while the cops are. That's looking. the date. That's the date. And then the third one um, is the karaoke hostess, and um, who I find out has been messing around with somebody else had this whole confrontation and at the end of it she's like i found out you were seeing other women and i thought you were different then she storms off she's like i don't want to see you again she storms off and since then there hasn't been another romance mission so there's a part of me that's like did i fuck up but i got a bad reputation i've heard supposedly that is all look from what i've heard on the um on gaming podcasts about this game is supposedly there is only three uh, female love interests and supposedly they only show up long enough to do their dates and they disappear for the rest of the game okay so it sounds like this is not you yeah, you didn't do I anything bad. I feel stressed. I'm like, am I going to But it sounds like something they didn't, like, game? finish for the game. Yeah. Well, people, I've heard people complain about fun. how you expect they, those characters might show up, but supposedly they only show up to do their little thing and that's it. I mean, I get... Because I, I, like, yeah, because people will get all wet and juicy all over uh, Emma Stone have been complaining, like, she only shows up voice. for five minutes. I just want to hear... It is very hard to me. How do, <laughs> I don't remember how she talks. How does she talk? She has this husky voice. <laughs> it just makes my... She's such a goober. Yeah. I have a crush on Emma Stone. How old is she? I love that she was going she to young and, God damn it. Is she I young admit, enough to make you feel like a creeper? Half, no. Oh, okay. No. Um, half of the reason... The only person who I actually... I was like, you're adorable. I have kind of a crush on you. And I looked them up and I felt like a pedophile was Josh Hutcherson. Who's that? <laughs> he played, uh, he played uh, Mushmouth in The Hunger Games. Um, PETA. He's PETA in The Hunger Games. He's cute. He's cute and the kids are all right, too. He played Laser. Because <laughs> right, he always has a dumbass name in his movies. Wow, poor son of a and, bitch. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, you're adorable. He's like 19, 20. Jesus Christ. I'm just grateful that I'm not I'm not those people. One of those people Wait. who always has crushes on sixteen. How old are you this year? Are you twenty seven? Twenty eight. Twenty on twenty nine. We getting old, Bill. Yeah. All the people who are listening to this are like thirty, late thirties, early forties. Like, God damn it. Oh no! But then we get it. Like, we sometimes we get the random like someone who's like t- like seventeen. Like, yeah. You're too old. Blah, blah, blah. When have we and... ever gotten There's that? There's one or two people on Twitter have been like, I don't understand what you're talking about. That's too old. I don't get it. What's <laughs> Land of the Lost? <laughs> we have never discussed Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost so good. <laughs> Man, Land of Lost, like the whole, uh, uh, the whole series box set on Amazon. <laughs> it's been on sale. Like the suggested retail price is like $80. 
But it's been it's it's the Bioshock two of 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 TV show DVDs <laughs> where like it's been on sale for like twelve ninety nine for a year and a half. And I used to love that show as a kid. I've been so tempted to push the button on that, but Bill, don't go home again. Oh you god, don't do it. Anyway, I'm gonna touch on one more thing about Sleeping Dogs, and we can move on. Yeah, CP stuff. My favorite things about Sleeping Dogs so far have been it really um encouraging. Oh wait, you. no, there's no uh Hong Kong, there's no Chinese voice acting in it, right? The Somebody on Twitter was talking about this. You cannot do full Cantonese, but okay. the characters speak in Cantonese all the time. Yeah, because like the one thing that sucks about uh, Asian games is a lot of times that the characters tend to sound kind of racist. Because you know you have American people voicing Asian characters, but like with an Asian accent where they end up sounding all like. Mur, 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 mur. The only Be, person oh, who has an American. I mean, they, they when you look at the cast list, dude, it's all Asian. Is it actual native yeah. Asians? Okay. I think the only. There are two white people in the cast list, pretty much, because it's Emma Stone and uh, I can't remember his name. I know him because he played the um, the priest in the the TV or the movie version of uh, the importance of being earnest that I love with uh, uh, Colin Firth and uh, Francis O'Connor yeah. and uh, Reese Witherspoon and Rupert Everett. It's one of my favorite movie adaptations of any play. I love it mostly just because I love how they commit to that story. Anyway, um, my favorite things about Sleeping Dogs is they very clearly put a lot of effort into having the city feel like a living city. Like just this morning before I came over, I was playing and I was looking for some of the collectibles in the game. And um, the uh, as I'm walking down the street towards my location, I'm kind of looking at the mini map, and yeah. um, I hear this woman go, "My purse, no!" And I turn, and this guy has stolen her purse, and then he just sets off. And there is no indicator in the game to tell me to go after him or yeah. anything like that or to encourage me to do it. But out of curiosity, I chase him down because she's going, help me. Won't anyone help me? So I chase him down and I tackle him and the purse goes flying and I wander over and there's a, there's a button you can press to pick up the purse like you would to pick up a weapon during a melee fight. And so I pick up the purse and I go, I'm like, well, she was over here and I run back and I give her the purse back. She goes, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And she gives me some cash from her purse and walks away. Oh, very cool. There's like little things like that. Little things like, I think they did this in L.A. Noir, I want to say. It's like, you know, it's like a Grand Theft Auto game where there are buildings and they have like just like um, matte painting basically in the windows and no actual interiors. But doors will open and people will exit the buildings. Oh, Even when it's cool. not an accessible building, yeah. like little things like that, I was really impressed with. Oh, that's my... nice to see a little bit of life uh, put yeah. into that environment. Well, then, and my know. favorite thing that has happened to me in oh, any man. game recently. No, you, you actually haven't wanted to play this now. There are random like thugs in alleyways in the city, and usually mm-hmm. they're protecting like a collectible. Like there are these blue briefcases that you can hack into. And so there's uh, three thugs protecting it. And this is one of the first times I've done this in the game. So I go and I beat the snot out of them. And I um, beat them against the wall for a couple of times. And I, and then they're, they're collapsed. So I unlock the box yeah. and I go and I walk away. And I hear an ambulance. And so this this I beat these guys so mercilessly. And it's close enough to the street that someone called an ambulance. This ambulance comes up. And these two EMTs run out. And they go to the first guy. And they um, they pull out their um, the, the um, shocky things. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. And um, uh, they're trying, I'm going to, you know, not on my watch. <laughs> he tries to bring it back. And he's like, again, again. And then and finally he's like, this one's too far gone. And he puts his stuff away. And he kind of shuffles back. While this is all happening, one of those pedestrians is walking by. Stops. It's like totally like what's going on and kind of wanders down the alleyway just a little bit, watches for a second, and then pulls out his cell phone and takes a picture. 
and then kind of like looks to see if anyone's but watching. Puts no it back one walk and walks away. No one takes notice of the fact that your murder, the murderer, is just standing there watching this. Well, no one saw me kill anybody. Oh, okay, okay. So you because there just is be a another. system. Well, it's if, the, if cops witness, if other cops witness you, then you do. Then the cops. Is there like a wanted you. system? Like uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, so, that sounds... It's really... I mean... Yeah, I, I was tempted to buy a copy myself, because there's nothing to really play good. right now, except for... Yeah. It's not as big as Grand Theft Auto, and the whole city is a lot It doesn't have to be. That's it's the really... thing about Grand Theft Auto is so big, but especially Grand Theft yeah. Auto was kind of like the content. They usually, I wish they had spent more time on the content of yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4, yeah. and not so much like... I didn't worry so much about the city being so big or I don't or mean to, to talk up the narrative too much, because it really is pretty simple, and we don't really get to know who Wei Shen really is is because you only really see him in the context of these things he has to do. Yeah. But um I it it makes it makes the whole game make so much more sense to have this character be doing these things and and it makes all the mini games and all the little things that you do logical. There's an internal logic that I've never seen in an open world game like this. It's huh. awesome. I really Who the hell made it. this game? Uh United Front Games, I think. Okay. Is it like published by Sega or something? It's published by Square Enix. That's weird. Well, they're publishing the new Tomb Raider, right? Well they bought that's their they thing, bought is Crystal there? Dynamics. Yeah. And that's why they put an and Eidos, and that's why they published Human Revolution. Did you see all the stuff about like the uh, like twenty fifth anniversary of the Final Fantasy? Yeah, was this week where they announced like shit. a box set of all the Final Fantasy games? That's crazy. But they didn't like at the big party they had to announce this. They did not invite Sakaguchi, the guy who created Final Fantasy. Really? Yeah, he was not there. They had that's everyone else tacky. there. But they yeah, didn't invite this him? is for the twentieth anniversary of the first game. Did they not in? invite him, or did he not come? Did they not invite him? Uh, that's actually a good question. I would assume they would not invite him because he almost sank the company with his goddamn Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, they might be so on the outs with him that like, well, then again, he's like he's got his own like RPG development studio and stuff this now, so maybe he doesn't want to. Yeah, true. Square Enix is actually his biggest competitor now. Yeah, so maybe he doesn't want to. I mean, but I why pimp Final Fantasy if it's only going to help them and he's never going to see any money out of it? I know I said this before, but I have one more thing about Sleepy Time. That's fine. One thing that's kind of weird, the one thing that you can give it flack 45 about... 45 minutes about Sleeping Dogs! <laughs> We've not been spending this whole time talking about Sleeping Half Dogs. Half an hour about Sleeping Fuck Dogs! You. I'm not complaining! This game is really good. Saying. Everyone should play it. I want it to do well, because I want this team to do well. They really deserve to be rewarded. Everyone's talking about it enough. Hopefully the sales are reflected. Everybody should go buy Well, then again, game. there's not it's a lot so to play right now, so it doesn't it's, take that much to... That's the only reason why I bought it, and yeah. I would be so sad. This is totally like that's Saints what... Row the uh... Third, where I wasn't expecting to love it, and I heard enough good things that I got it, and This might be the opposite thing where i just buy a copy of sleeping dogs because like i kept on talking to you about how great uh uh saints row 3 was and you i wish i'd listen to you sooner yeah i'm a sucker for a good open world game like that's like we talked in our favorite games podcast my favorite game one of my favorite games is saboteur which is bad but it's such a fun open world game (laughs) but anyway um dlc for this game is weird is there like there's day one dlc this is they did the bad dlc thing where all the dlc is cheats I admit I bought a DLC that's called like the Red 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 Envelope Pack. Cheats? No, it's it's like jump the game, like basically fuck up the game progression cheats. So I bought it. I bought. I admit I bought DLC called the Red Envelope Pack because it just scatters um t- like twenty envelopes throughout the city that contain fifty thousand dollars cash. So you still have to find them. I'm like, okay, there's an element of gameplay to that. It's still a little. It's, it's yeah. cheating, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just want to buy a fucking fancy car. It's a big, no big deal. Do you get a garage? At least you get to keep the car. In. There are parking garages. It's brilliant. It's such a smart move. Instead of having one garage that you have to go to, there are parking garages throughout the city, and any parking garage you can get any of your cars. Okay, it's great. 
Um, you cannot just put a car in there. You have yeah, to buy them. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, they, they have DLC where like the leveling system like I was talking about. So there's the face system, which is basically intimidation. There's triad. There's cop. And then there's like special melee thing that you unlock. You can download DLC that just gives you points in those things, in those categories. That basically allows you to break yeah, the game. Yeah, that's ass nasty, yeah. I mean, you don't, it's not like Saints Row where you become gradually more overpowered. Well, it's more just like everything is unlocked from the start. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, there is something to be said for earning shit in games. That's literally what a game that's is shady. for. I mean, granted, it's still just single player. It's not like you're yeah. getting any advantage over to it, like in somebody in a multiplayer game. But that is, it's, that is grungy. This is the only DLC. Well, I should say, well, okay, so there's the money DLC. And then there's there's the two DLCs where you can basically download. This is the thing. They break it up into two. So if you buy both of them, I think it'll max out your character. Is the Shenmue jacket, is that DLC? No. Okay, yes, then I will totally buy the hell out of this game. There's that's another all one, I need. There's another one that's like a Kung Fu or something like that that gives you like a 70s van and like a 70s like outfit, like a Kung Fu outfit oh, that's that funny. gives you stat boost. I wonder that's supposed to be a hit uh, to, to, to the other, like the, the big uh, Asian open world game series is Yakuza. Yeah. And that a lot of those games took place in the '70s, and the fact actually running around in like a white lapel '70s suit. I wonder if that's supposed to be an homage. To I that. don't think that's what it is, though. I think it's like some sort of I don't know. Oh, something else, it's like but... you got a big afro and stuff. So oh, oh that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, oh, Jesus. Say, Sleeping Dogs. It's awesome. If you like, Man! if you like cop stories or open world like, games, Borderlands Two comes out in two weeks, and I'm dimly interested in that. Well, I can play that with JoJo. That's a nice thing because Borderlands seems kind of boring by yourself, but if you're playing with other people, that sounds like I it could be fun. That. Uh, but that comes out in two weeks. And I'm wondering if, uh, like, yeah, Skyrim Hearthfire. Is that what it's called? Hearthfire. Yeah, this is a brand new DLC they just announced. Did they just announce it this week? Uh, yeah, it's, and then it's uh, out next week. The best part is is that it's uh, the, the DLC for Skyrim that allows you to build and buy a house will be coming out the day before I move into my actual house. Yeah. It is hard to see which my wife is more excited about. But uh, if that gets me, like, I've been waiting for an excuse to get back into Skyrim. Because, like I said, I've only, like, played 20 or 30 hours of it. And if that's what it takes for me to get back into the game, I could still play the shit out of some Skyrim. Did they turn Skyrim into Minecraft? Of course you'll. Is it? Can you do this? I can't imagine you can do this to all your houses. Where you're like redesigning your house and stuff. Is Is it just one mansion somewhere? You get a deed. You buy a deed, and then you can go build a house wherever you want. Wherever you want. I'm sure there's some limitations, but the whole oh idea is that God, you go out... I would out... love to find, like, a windswept mountain peak and build yeah. a house. Up th- oh, yeah, is that really what it is? So you pick a uh, farmland. This comes out, what, like, Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, and then you can you have to harvest materials to so make that's, a certain I don't mind. That's house. fine. And then you have harvest materials to make changes and add I'm not so worried about, like, and... building armor and shit like that. You, but... Oh, I loved the blacksmithing system. But yeah. um, you you need to finish the dragon story. In, in, in... I will. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm looking for an excuse to go back so to it. So good. And, but that's the thing where, like, if, if I didn't have that, I would actually probably just, like, throw it out for Sleeping Dogs, like, right now. Yeah. But, like, with this Hearthfire thing, I could see that taking up at least two weeks of my time before Borderlands 2 comes out. Sleeping dogs. Built so the shit out of my own house. I can't believe that Mass Effect 3 single player DLC came out last week, and I can't be fucked to care. Though Leviathan came out? Yeah. Leviathan's out. Who cares? Well, here's the thing. It's like, do I care about uncovering the secrets of the Reapers at this point? No! It's. I kind of feel about... I wonder if we'd feel like that if the ending was better, or if this really no. is just like no, the no, game, no, no. this series is over, no, who no, cares? No, no, no. See, it's that's not what it is for me. I, I was actually talking to my coworker about this. My coworker well, sure who loves Mass Effect be, still probably about the ending, but yeah. I, my coworker loves Mass Effect almost as much as I do. Yeah. And um, we were talking about how... I kind of feel with Mass Effect, how I felt about the Harry Potter movies, where it's like... 
I already went through my mourning period at the end of this. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to go back. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's 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 over. It's done with. That that yeah. narrative for you has ended. I want. We were what? talking about how much we just want a new Mass Effect. Well, especially this is DLC that you have to go back into the main game and yeah. play. It's not it's like in the it's just of the like. At least that's Bethesda was really smart with making all their DLC for like Fallout yeah. Three, like post ending stuff where. There's an incentive to fire up your old save again. And well, even Dragon Age forward. Two did that. Oh yeah. Like the well, to be fair, but, the end. Well, think about it. the ending of Mass Effect Three is such that if if they had post game content, that narrative. Those oh no, I understand why it doesn't exist. And but like Shepard, the only time the only time you're gonna want that DLC is if you're going if you're doing a whole uh, from the roots up replay of that game. I'm gonna say it. That's why I prefer Day One DLC. I'd rather you just yeah, pay, make me pay for that stuff shit. then. And then I'll do it. But now, I don't, like, I'll replay Mass Effect 3 at some point. But my heart, my wife actually asked me about it once a month. She's like, are you ready to replay Mass Effect 3? I'm like, nope. My heart is It'll still... It's going to take a while, yeah. It's going to take a while, man. Mass Effect, man. Oof. My disappointments in Mass Effect 3 were not the disappointments that I Did you see what the, what the, I just, is this a real thing of what the original ending of Mass Effect was supposed to be? Like, what the, like, the idea that, like, it wasn't, like, the big confrontation at the end of the series was not supposed to be between, like, synthetics and organics, but it was supposed to be about how... I guess there's a mission in Mass Effect 2 where Tali... She's figured out that uh, the mass relays exude some kind of crazy dark yeah. energy. Yeah. And uh, supposedly... I, I just saw something about this online where yeah. the, the before the writing, shaft, uh, writing staff changed between Mass Effect 2 and 3... Mass Effect Three was going to end with the revelations. That's why the Reapers are wiping out uh, civilization, civilization every fifty thousand years. This doesn't make any sense, but this is what I read. Because at, once everyone starts using the mass relays, that starts like putting out enough dark energy out in the universe that could fuck up the universe. Yeah. But why well, just like the, that doesn't make any sense to me? Oh, why not just destroy the mass relays? Well, the thing is, is civilization. that the um. The guy, what's his name, Casey Hudson, who's yeah. kind of the gatekeeper of Mass Effect, who developed Mass Effect from the start. He is a very smart dude, and he cares about science very deeply, and that doesn't mean he always cares about the people. Yeah. Which and no, his... I can see why they changed like well, emotionally. He did, he did things how they like... changed the ending makes sense, but like no no, the... no, 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 but I mean like that whole thing that totally reeks of. It's That's about science, science fiction. Yeah. yeah, it's science fiction. It's not a drama with characters. But it explains why it's the series called Mass Effect, though. Yeah. That's one thing. After the end of playing Mass Effect, you're like, why is this called Mass Effect? Why is it not called uh, a super sexy robot lady? Did you see all the cosplay pictures that have been coming out of Dragon Con and PAX this weekend? No. My favorite one. Are people dressing this is up my like favorite. I've been trying to craft this joke for a while and i couldn't <laughs> land it so i apologize right now i'm not going to be able to bring it on home God. and it will land on deaf ears for you bill because you never played dragon age origins so this is for listeners at home i saw a woman cosplaying as alistair from the first from dragon age origins is this gender bended the joke of course is that she is really in character and it's funny because alistair is a woman this is the joke. I've been trying so hard. I was like, how do I say this? It's going to be so funny. Oh, Alistair's a woman. Man. How do I make this joke? Because Alistair's a big old woman. He is in the game. So I'm like, oh, well, a woman cosplaying Alistair is really in character. I tried so hard. I wrote this tweet like 50 times. And I kept deleting is it. Is Alistair like a dandy or something? 
No, that's he's another just... game series I still need to play because I've heard so many terrible Alistair, things about Dragon Age. I love, but Alistair. I've heard so many good things about Dragon Age, like the characters and stuff. You will play Alistair, and you will see why ladies love Alistair. Especially he's if sensitive. Dragon Age Three is supposed to be coming out next he year. He just wants to live his dreams. <laughs> All ladies love Alistair. My wife hates Alistair. She th- she hates it for two reasons. One, because he's a boring sack of feelings. <laughs> And he's weepy. <laughs> he's like the opposite of like the nightly. She wants Tom Hardy and, and Lawless mumbling and, and beating people up with brass knuckles. Um, two, um, I loved Alistair so much. I think she felt a little jealous because <laughs> I loved Alistair so much. When are we going to do a podcast about the Witcher 2 ending? <laughs> Whenever we beat Witcher 2, Bill. <laughs> Someone was like, I just saw someone who she was like, blah, 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 Witcher 2. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that game actually came out. I have the collector's edition over there, and I never played more than 10 hours of it. I'm still mad at you for buying the collector's edition. Of- I was only at, like, an extra, well, only an extra 20 bucks, but, yeah. Though collector's editions are always one of those someday. things where... I got stuck at a really stupid boss battle on that. that could, yeah. Which I need to go back and see if I can play that on, on easy, but... And eh, fucking Witcher too. But uh, the best thing Ugh. about touching on Lawless again briefly, the best thing about seeing Lawless in theaters was that there was a trailer for Looper in front of it. Oh really? Looper comes Sucker. out this month. Yeah. This month. <laughs> Thank Dude. God. It was a good trailer too. It was a what, what's what's the release day? I think the twenty first. I think September twenty first. What's really great is I'm pretty sure it's going to be out when my dad is in town, and I think I'm going to um, take my dad. I was going to say uh, I forgot that you're not going to be here next week, but we could like we're almost like if we wanted to do like a fall preview episode. Because all well, not there's not many games coming out, but like there's movies and games. Yeah, let's and Because this out. month is gonna be a hell of a month for there's... sci-fi movies. Because the Judge Dredd movie's coming out. Oh man! The next Resident Evil movie is coming. Out. Fucking Christ! I know, I know. I'm so excited about it though. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, there's a new Resident Evil game coming out. Yeah, I could care less. It's all I saw on Reddit the joke, and I think I've talked about this that the logo, the six, looks like a woman giving a blowjob to a giraffe man. And every time I see that logo now, that's all I think of. I care about Resident Evil because it has my girlfriend Michelle Rodriguez in it. Oh, that's right. She's wait. Is she coming back in this one, or is she came back in one of the old ones? She well, she was dead in the other. Did they clone her in like Resident Evil? Like the no, like she the she died and that was it. Oh, she coming back in this, this new one? Her. Well, a lot of the characters from the Resident Evil movies are coming back in this one. They're all clones. I guess I don't know. Maybe she'll be I in a know. naked cloning tank. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Looper, man, Looper. I'm so excited for Looper. I'm trying not to read anything about it or learn. No, I'm like, about it. I like, I've even stopped watching like any of the trailers or anything. Like, yeah, because what's coming out that soon? Then you know, I'm gonna spoil myself. Ryan Johnson is my favorite filmmaker at the moment. I just cannot so wait. Watch Breaking Bad. Cannot wait, man. Breaking Bad. So t- uh, tomorrow night is the last episode of this season of Breaking Bad or this half season. I can't even talk about it with spoilers because I want people to watch Breaking Bad, but I don't want to spoil them. It's just, the stuff happened. They're making a habit of killing off my favorite characters of all my favorite TV shows this year. Let's put it that way. Mad Men killed off my favorite character on Mad Men. (laughs) One of my favorite Breaking Bad characters went away last week. Makes me sad. It's great, though. Uh, I've been looking. uh, It seems like the ratings are Breaking Bad. The TV, like, you know, the number of people actually watching the show are, like, higher now than they've ever been. Well, I guess oh, so many people are flipping out because the show's about to end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, mm, can't, I, yeah, mm, I can't talk about it because you don't watch it. And I don't want to spoil people. But, uh, can't have a Breaking Bad spoiler cast. I have to have somebody next week to come in to so I can have a Breaking Bad, Bad spoiler cast. Do it, Well, me friend. and Joshin should Do have that. my blessing. You know that? Yeah! <laughs> no, we'll see. Man, oh, yeah, I'm going to write that down. Breaking Bad. <laughs> 
Well, you're writing that down. I Why also... don't you want to watch Breaking Bad? You hate sadness? Yes. That's not that sad. It's Fuck about you. It's about a white man learning to be empowered. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's what don't you enjoy about that? America. I'm so glad. He hangs out at the um, Republican National Convention. Speaking of white men being empowered, did you my... see the Clint Eastwood? I've only heard crazy. About it. I I, I started watching the first like thirty seconds of it, and I it just can't... it seemed like a fucking Saturday Night Live skit. I cannot. I, I, I hate, we, I, I don't want to talk too much about politics, because that's not a fun way to go. I don't know. But I have never been so scared of the Republican Party, because the two things they're gunning after, explicitly, and, like, vocally, are gays' rights and women's rights. I have never personally felt so targeted. I wonder life. if this is actually... I'm a white American, what's wrong? Why are they picking on me? I wonder if this is just really just the death throes of the Republican Party. Not that they're gonna, the Republican Party is going to go away in the next, like, decade or so. But, like, Republicans can't exist in this world. The world is changing. Dude, there are always people who are scared No, there's always going to be people like that, but, like... But, I mean, there's, like, there's a huge swath of America that's scared of all these changes. Do you remember the guy who threw the peanuts at the lady? The black oh. CNN camera lady? And CNN pretended it didn't happen? This is how treat animals. That is what he said to her. I, I mean, it's like a joke. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a joke. And CNN didn't do and anything about it? And I know Republicans... I mean, I do, and I just look, and they, half of them are like, I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> it's just like, because, and what kills me is at the end of the day, the whole point of, of, of Republicans is to empower small, little people, and disempower, like, dis- like disempower the government, yeah. and that's not... Now it's just, we're just racist, anyway, so. Uh, what else uh... happened this week? What else? I ran in Casa de Mi Padre. I had a very stressful week, so I wanted to watch the stupid. The hell is that? I love Will Ferrell movies. I think I've talked about this a little bit. Oh, Casa de Mi Padre is the terrible telenovela movie that they made. Um, with uh, what's with the two bros? Oh, I can't remember their names. They're big Mexican heartthrobs. They were in um uh um, E Two Mama Tambien. They're beautiful. Both of them are beautiful. Were they the two kids who tried to have sex with yes. my mama? Your mama? <laughs> what the hell is that? Your mom too? Does that mean? Yes, and your mother also. Yeah, they all have sex with her. I don't think they try. Have you seen it? Have I ever told you about the like the context in which I saw you two moments? Oh, you actually saw that. Have I never told you this story? No. So I was in college. Did you go with your parents? No, no worse. Oh no. So I was failing my Spanish course because I'm a terrible student. (laughs) That's not true. I'm a great student. But I, I, I love English, and I love language. I am terrible at foreign languages. I failed my way through Latin in high school. I failed my way through Spanish in college. And then I felt like an asshole being the person who can't speak Spanish in Texas. I never felt like more like an ugly American. So I moved to Portland. <laughs> Phew. Anyway. Um, Quesadilla. <laughs> oh, Bill. Anyway, um, uh, I saw Casamita Mi Padre. They had, um, for extra credit, for my Spanish course, you could get extra credit if you went and watched this movie. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I need all the extra credit I can, especially if I don't actually have to do anything. And also, I was curious about the movie. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see it. They were screening it in the classroom. And um, there was no one in there except for the dude who was operating the projector and one other dude who was also a student. I hope. I don't know. He was bigger than you and maybe 45. And I got in there first, and uh, I sat down, and he comes and he sits directly behind me. He spends the whole movie kind of rocking back and forth, (sighs) breathing in a really intense way, and breathing a lot harder when the sex happens. 
And I'm like, am I going to feel spatter against the back of my neck? Watching this I got up and moved. I felt so uncomfortable. But it's a tiny-ass classroom. Yeah. So I just scooted over like three seats. Was it, it a super explicit awful. movie? There are sex scenes in that movie. There are some, there are some sex scenes in that movie. There's just you and this other guy. You, me, and this old man. Wow. It was, I still cannot remember what happened in that movie other than that there are sex scenes. And I made me incredibly uncomfortable just because this dude is behind me. Just it got a little weirder. You could have said that right in front of you, facing you. <laughs> just making eye contact. Just glaring. to the movie. <laughs> Mouthing the words with the movie. Like, as you just... See. <laughs> See. Yeah, you gotta think about the worst case scenarios and all these uh, shit like this. Anyway, Costa de Vipadro was terrible, just as everyone said. But it, it did have Nick Offerman in a bit part. Yeah. As, as, a, um, as the, um, uh, basically a border agent. And uh, he is, he's got his terrible slick down hair, a terrible cop stash, and he's wearing a flak jacket that's one size too small for him, with his tie poking out the bottom of it, and the whole time he's on screen, even though he's supposed to be repulsive, um, uh, my wife and I are just sitting here going, oh, Nick Offerman. Uh. So you guys just like sitting behind someone else, like heavy breathing. <laughs> you know what, that's an excellent point. That is an excellent point. <laughs> Nick Offerman two, is dreamy. Two ladies just... <laughs> two lesbians <laughs> getting all juicy for Nick Offerman. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel validated, oh though, because um, my uh, my wife in particular is Ebros with Shannon Waters, who is the editor of Boom Studios, who works on Adventure Time. And she and her lady also have a crush on Nick Offerman. So I feel better knowing that it's there are It's kind of hard not lesbians. to have at least a little bit of a crush on oh, Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman. He's fucking hilarious. He's great. Well, it's funny because like, there's enough Ron Swanson in him yeah. that like it's not like totally a part that he's playing. It's he's not, so he's not great. Ron Swanson, but like the fact that he actually does wood, wood building and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He has his own studio. The One of my favorite things about this movie is that he goes up to Will Ferrell and he goes, do you speak American? Like totally ugly American kind of way. And, you know, Will Ferrell's like, no. Yeah. It's Will Ferrell, he, he, the whole movie is just speaking Spanish. And it's great because it's Will Ferrell just saying all these lines super heartfelt in Spanish. It's great. But um, uh, he then Nick Offerman just basically sighs heavily and then spends the rest of it speaking the shittiest Spanish. Like, just very slowly with American accent. Hola, you know? amigo. Exactly! Like, uh, oh. oh, it's so... It, that was funny. It's not a very this good This isn't movie. a real theater? No, I saw... We rented it. Oh, rented it at home. Okay. I needed to watch something Because I didn't know this mind. movie actually came out. I knew they were making it oh, like it six like, months ago. I didn't realize it had already come out and come out on a home video. It had the most limited release. I was go see like, that Exactly. Isn't Will Ferrell's star kind of like waning anyway? Well, isn't he made like a like a pretty decent string of bombs? Like he had an ice skating well, movie. Oh, that was a he while had that ago, movie Bill. with Tim well, Hardy about bootleggers. <laughs> Tim Hardy. Tim. There's a knockoff. Yeah. It's called Lawful. <laughs> Lawful Waffle. I would no kidding. <laughs> it was. It was. Oh, he made a movie about Waffle bootleggers starring Ron Swanson and what's her name from uh, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Lawful Waffle. Because she loves waffles! Amy Poehler! I would watch a shot-for-shot remake of Lawless with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> and who would be the third guy? Um, uh, what's his name? What is Ron, what is Ron Swanson but just Nick Cave for normal people? All moody and... I have no way to respond to that. I don't even know how to respond to that. Oh, Bill, what'd you Nick do this week, Bill? No. He weird. He's he's a funny looking dude. However, he also got a suit from Duchess, so he, he has should... good taste. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he's, well, he's a D- Duchess loves to talk about that. Well, they man, have, they, they ever make a Sandman movie? He's got to play. I love when you ask me questions and then you keep talking. 
<laughs> Bill? I'm tired. I've so seen these. what you do. What Bill, I do. What else? I play The Walking Dead. Why are you not playing these games? Especially with Foley being them. such a huge goddamn zombie fan. Well, she's not a and big And you were complaining about, she was going to do a zombie comic and all this shit. Well, like 10 years ago. Oh, when I first she met did. her, she was like, here's she my pages. She had done a zombie Oh, okay. Comic. Why are you not playing Foley? these games? I bought them. They're not like the, I played the best game one. in the world. I played but the first one. I like them. I never play games on a PC. I hate the Xbox version. We talked about this. And Adventure Why, Games. You used to a... it after like like 10 minutes. <sighs> no, I didn't. I bad. played the whole demo and I disliked the it the whole, whole time. You're crazy. Fuck you. I bought it on a Mac. A I bought it on a Mac. There was the Steam sale. I oh. bought the whole season. What do you think? I never. I played like 10 minutes of it and then I stopped playing because I'm never on a goddamn computer. Uh, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I will play it at some point. I will. Uh, actually, you know, the third episode of the Walking Dead game came out this week. Uh, I played uh, the episodes two and three back to back this week. Episode two is great. Episode three, not that great. It takes place on a train and the pacing is kind of boring. It's a lot of people just kind of like sitting around a train going like, oh, how do we get the train moving? Not that interesting. The second one is about everyone at a farm and like fucking uh, dealing with these fucked up people who run the farm. That is fucked up and creepy. And no, it's 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 a really good game. The Walking Dead TV show is have you seen any of the Walking Dead TV no. thing? It's bad. I saw well, an episode or here's two. Here's the reason why it I was, was not boring. interested in any of that. I read Comic the Walking Dead good. comics just because I love Tony Moore's art. Yeah. Tony Moore, I love his art. Yeah, I think we've talked about it. He draws this big lugs. Yeah. The Walking Dead comic is the most oppressive comic I have ever read in my life. I didn't it think it was oppressive. Just... It was just boring. It was just like, it was like a high schooler's comic. Like, oh, zombies. Well, no, it was literally like, what's the, what's the shittiest thing that can happen to this person? Okay, that happens this issue. Now it's the shittiest thing that can happen to this person. Okay, now that happened. Now what's the shittiest Imagine, thing? Imagine, but you're protecting this little girl named Clementine in the game. So at least... See, the... but that gives it some heart. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. That's, that. That, that actually goes a long way in the game. It's kind of like, and it's not just like a bunch of adults smartest, just raping and killing each other or whatever the it's hell. It's the smartest... Um, art style like the best art direction that telltale has ever done yeah any of their it's games. 3d it's polygonal but it's with like hand-drawn textures yeah. with like yeah with black line art and stuff because when i love telltale yeah. and i play i played their games from way back i bought the first bone game man i bought their fucking poker game which is the first game they ever made not poker night at the inventory no, whatever the their poker other game terrible poker i saw game. the guy uh the guy who's like co-in-charge of uh, making the Walking Dead game. Who's it started out as like a graphic designer for the longest time. And well, one of his first projects was working on the Bone game. Yeah, they only have like two episodes of that. I think they only had because I know they didn't finish it. But no, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, was it just supposed to be like the Great Cow Race? It wasn't going to be. That game was not going to encompass all of Bone, obviously. Well, was it just going to be like one of the graphic novels? They were winging it. Yeah, that's really the answer. They they were new enough that they weren't to know what they're doing. But no, Telltale has a very set. They have their engine. And their engine is limitations, and they have their art direction that looks a very certain way. Yeah. All their games kind of work kind of the same. So, like, I love the Sam and Max games and everything like that, but I just, after a certain point, and I love adventure games, but after a certain point, I felt like there was the Telltale style, and I was just kind of done with it. Yeah. And I felt bad about it. This, And that's why I didn't like... Um, the Back to the Future game, the little bit that I played of it. I, I bought that whole, that whole thing, and I still I only played the first episode. And that was fine. Yeah, it was super jarring in Jurassic Park. 
I supposedly that's actually like the worst thing awful. they've ever done. Is, or at least it is really of the recent awful. games, that is just the most it's hated. Bad. Yeah, I mean it is actively. Which is bad. funny because The Walking Dead came right after Jurassic Park, and now this Walking is the most dead. celebrated I mean, game looks, they've put together. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like the best, the all the best of the Telltale formula. And the other Telltale games, there's not that much in the way of like decision making, like branching, like story paths or anything like that. Because that, no. that, that that's a, that's a big thing in the Walking Dead games. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are complaining because the in The Walking Dead you're making moral decisions. And some of these decisions get to decide who lives and who dies. And a lot of people are complaining about how ultimately those decisions don't mean a lot because they really don't change the long-term path of the story. But because it's not, because it's a small-scale downloadable game, it's yeah. not like Fallout where they can afford to like have giant vast swaths of the game that suddenly go away if you don't make the right choice. Yeah. Um, so sometimes like you'll have to make a choice that one or two characters are going to have to die. And essentially, whoever dies... It's pretty much their 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 part of the story is pretty much the same, yeah. even though it's a different character. Well, see, this is this is one of the and things... people are disappointed with that, which I can understand why it's no, like. No, no. See, this is one of the things that I think is bullshit to me about these sorts of games. Narrative games, I really tend to play them once, like, yeah. and that's not true. I'll play them like multiple times or anything like that. But it's like there's like this 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 expectation in, from video gamers, especially again in the echo chamber of the internet, that any decision I make should have deep profound ramifications. Yeah, that's what people are upset about. But it's a story and you've eliminated a character from the story. To me, that's huge. And yeah. that's my story. You're impacting then. the narrative, yeah. That's my story. And especially a game like Walking Dead, I can guarantee you I'm not going to go back and replay that game. It's only when people go back and replay or when they go online. That's what it is. And then they're like, well, oh, you mean it's not that different? Well, then fuck this game. Well, because like, I had doesn't... Because I hadn't caught up with the games yet. I hadn't gone online to see what people's reactions to the games were yet. And that, last night when I finally uh, beat the most recent chapter, Chapter 3, I went to NeoGAF just to see what their official spoiler thread had to say about that. And everyone's been saying they're having a good time with the game. But people are complaining about how obvious it is that when you compare notes with other people with how they're playing, you do realize that like a, like it's still following the same basic story. It's not like you're changing. That's like that's not the point. Do you know how though. much money it takes to do something different that different? A yeah. and B. It's basically like oh man, I had a bowl of ice cream. It was so good. What you had sprinkles? Fuck you! Fuck ice cream! I'm never yeah, gonna suddenly eat ice feel cream like you got again. ripped off. Yeah, oh, well, especially bullshit. for a small scale downloadable game like this, which is more about oh. the tone and the story, yeah. not about like. Yeah. Oh my god, there's 3,000 different ways this, this story is going to end. No, that's it's, not the whole point yeah. of the game. But it's really good. And like I said, the fact that like you've got this little girl to take care of, yeah. that's a nice oh, different spin. It. It's not I'll just about like it. how many people you can kill or like everyone just yelling at each other, but like the fact that you're trying to protect this girl and not just trying to keep her alive, but trying to protect her from like tension in the group that you're yeah. running around with and stuff. That, that That's that's really interesting. And Clementine's a really cute little character, even though sometimes the way she's voiced, because obviously they just got like a fully grown lady to go, sure. I'm a little girl! Yeah. Man, man, man. But it's still like you have these great little moments where you have to like explain things to her and and ew, the fucked up thing. She sometimes will show up like you know because you're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. You have to make yeah. rough decisions. Sometimes you have to kill people. Yeah. Sometimes if you're not careful, she'll see you doing some of this terrible shit, and you have to deal with the fallout of that sometimes. Yeah. Which that's what happened to me in the second episode when I was playing that the other day. I did something where I was so pissed off at someone I didn't actually have to kill them, but I did. Yeah. And Greg, this is another, it's a story choice, it's a choice that doesn't necessarily change the shape of the story, sure. but it's just a little texture thing, yeah. where I could just let this guy live and walk away, Yeah. but no, I said, fine, fuck it, you, you fucked with me too much, I'm gonna fucking put a pitchfork through your fucking chest, and I was just so pissed off when I did that, and it's great, and I did that, I was like, yeah, fuck you, and the camera just pans around, you see this little girl Clementine you're taking care of, she's just watched you do that, Yeah. and just like, See, that's awesome! Shit. When was the last time a game made you question taking yeah. a life 
Yeah, what a and lost I, it's, it's a little, you know, for someone who was complaining so much about how the little boy in Mass Effect 3 was such stupid moral, kind of like yeah. trying to add this moral weight to the, to the story that the, the story didn't need. But Clementine, the way they pull off Clementine is so nice, like having her there, kind of like sometimes yeah. a little watching over your shoulder. Yeah, it just creates a nice, well, actually then, a little bit of emotional heft. Then it's not just you're trying to survive. Yeah, you're, you're trying, trying to be to human. innocence. Yeah, protect her innocence and just yeah. trying to keep yourself... Human. Yeah, human, yeah. So that's that's great. Yeah. yeah, it's not just like... It's smart, you know? That's why I'm like, everyone's like... it. No one's really drawn this this parallel yet, but there's like this new Resident Evil game coming out in six, like sometime like in the next month or two. No one gives a shit because that that series has turned into just pure just action. How many zombies can you kill? Yeah, it's in like Walking Dead. These three stupid little hour long chapters of this like little downloadable dinky game have so much more emotional resonance than anything that's ever been in the Resident Evil games. Well, and it's... for especially for a game series where you're not really killing anybody or doing that much in terms of action stuff, it's just it, it's just the, it's it, it's a great uh, contrast between the Western style of game design. It was you know based on story and character versus like the way that the Japanese tend to be going these days, which is all more about mindless action. Well, I will and... I will say this: that is the difference between a small publisher well that's the other thing too because it's not as opposed to the sixth iteration iteration of a franchise if you can't when you continue a franchise do less but even even resident evil at the height of its powers like with resident evil like resident evil 2 that was supposed to be one of the bigger like story character centric games never had the same weight that like uh walking dead does well because it's a game from like 10 years ago and again it's a big published title they have to maximize them eyeballs. Like, Analog Hate Story could never exist if it were published by Square. Yeah. It would not exist. And I wonder how much, how much uh, more or less I might like The Walking Dead game if it was actually, like, if it had a bigger budget behind it, where if even if you had the same exact story with the exact, exact same characters and moral choices, yeah. if they punctuated with more, like, action scenes where you're actually just, like, in the woods, like, shooting zombies and stuff, I wonder if that would actually make the game even more interesting because you're actually, like... You know, you're getting your hit of video, typical video yeah, violence. See, that would, or that would just kind of water down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're getting all the good <laughs> shit in this Walking Dead game without having to yeah. worry too much about the action. There, there's like little QTs and stuff you have to worry sure. about. But it's not like first person shooting where you have yeah. to worry about like, I don't know. It's, well, it's... we talk about this like where, with me. I feel like I have to tolerate gameplay sometimes to yeah. get to what I want. And these QTE know? action scenes, they are a little, they're just there to add some action, some tension to the oh, yeah. scenes. But, uh, yeah, the best part well, of the is all the character stuff, yeah. yeah. There's some little rudimentary puzzles and, th- and things like that. But, yeah, no, The Walking Dead. Uh, and it's great. Uh, it's, yeah, this episode that just came out this week is the third of five episodes. And it sounds like they'll have another episode. Episode four will be at the end of uh, September, and the next one will be hitting right around Halloween. So that's, like, perfect timing for them. And, no, it's a really good series. I really recommend if... So you downloaded the demo well, on I downloaded Xbox demo on Live. Xbox, and I was like, fuck You this. bought the first episode from Mac. Built. There was a Steam sale, and I bought the season pass for twenty bucks on yeah. Mac. I'll I'll play it at some point. I just have had other things on my plate. At the end of the day, I would rather sit down and play something on my TV. Um, but uh, and like any kind of PC game. So gaming in my family is very a social experience. Mm-hmm. Like I will play Sleeping Dogs with Foley. Like she will watch me play, and she'll be drawing or whatever, and we we share it. We go through it together. And we kind of dissect things together, and that's that's how gaming is done in my family. So any time that I'm sitting down by myself, yeah. it's time that I could be spent gaming with her, and I'd rather do that. I would assume, th- but that's why I'm surprised she wouldn't be into playing this game with you, because it's all about character stuff. It's all about zombie Well, I'm not going to and... sit down on my computer, and she can't sit behind so me. I don't she can't really... 
I know you don't I like the controls. Hate playing it. I'm not gonna play it on Xbox Live, Bill. I love Telltale, and I'm like, fuck you. I'm not gonna give you money for the shitty port that I can't even play and feel comfortable playing. I had to replay. Bill, you say, oh, just a demo. It wasn't very long. I got killed like eight times during these stupid bullshit quick time events because it wasn't clear what the controls did. No. Fuck that. I am not going to vote with my dollars and buy that. Okay. You're it missing was out. terrible. I bought it on the goddamn Mac. You're not listening. Oh, God damn it. Bill, what's the city of Z-Bill? It's about uh, the adventure explorer Percy Fawcett's search for what later became to be known as the city of El Dorado. It's is weird. it a fiction? Non-fiction? No, it's a, it's it's a nonfiction book about this guy who uh, from the, it's it's written by this guy who does he work from the New Yorker. It's about him going actually going after uh, Percy Fawcett because this guy he well, he disappeared in like the nineteen late late nineteen twenties I think, and uh, supposedly this guy's a huge like legendary explorer hero mm-hmm. who he did a lot of exploring and stuff like he, it's like at the per- totally stereotypical perfect age of everyone thinks about the English British like explorer with a pith helmet and stuff like that mm-hmm. little monocle oh, this is one of those guys yeah like he's part of like the like the he's like, basically what's his name the it's Royal yeah he's the Royal Exploration Society guy it's 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 fucking hilarious but yeah he, this guy yeah he was looking for uh, I guess it wasn't called like widely called El Dorado just yet he he called uh, the city the lost city of Z I don't know why this Fawcett guy called it that but yeah, uh, like in the late 1920s, he went off on this expedition to find El Dorado with his son and his son's best friend, and they never came out of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I guess this is a big legendary thing for people exploring the Amazon is, is to figure out, find out what happened to this guy. And so this book is about uh, yeah, this uh, writer from The New Yorker, his attempts to figure out what, what's... Uh, what happened to this dude, like, just like 80 years ago. Just died of dysentery, like, three miles in. Yeah. So, I've only read, the, like, the first half of the book, so I don't know what the hell happens. I'm assuming he does not actually find Fawcett, because I would have turned into news and I would have heard about that, but it's an interesting, yeah, it's, it's great nonfiction, and uh, actually the first half of the book that I've been reading is more just about, not really about this dude's search, but just talking about this Percy Fawcett his uh, biography and just like the whole nature of exploration at the beginning of the 21st century. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, the kind of stereotypical age of English colonial exploration stuff and like all the hubris and, 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 and that attitude involved in all that stuff. And it's just, it's just a fun read. Just, just enjoying it. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. So, um, is that it for, uh, yeah, I guess that's everything that we did this week. All right, friends, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back to discuss the Geek Week in Armstrong passed away. Did you course. see this week was a blue moon? I guess here in the United States. Is there full moons? Is the full moon the same place all over the world? Is this unique to us? <laughs> I don't know why there's different parts of the world and 
shit like that. Neil Armstrong died on Sunday so we could learn about science that no, we can No, people were making a joke that, like, was it last night was the blue moon? You know, mm-hmm. the blue moon is uh, two full moons in a single month, calendar month. Yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, was it yesterday was also his funeral? Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, blue moon came out on his funeral. Mmm, it's poetic. That's right. The moon showed up in a fancy blue dress to say, go in your grave, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Why'd you kick dirt on my face? Get this fucking flag <laughs> off me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I made that joke. I now. love it. <laughs> you know, the flag that Neil Armstrong planted on the moon got knocked over when the lunar rover took off. No, supposing totally all those great sense, pictures, though. like you have, like the American flag on the lunar landscape. Poot. Like, That's logical, though. Yeah, I love America. It's also well. I mean, it's also kind of beautiful. And then they laid a plaque with Nixon's uh, signature on the moon. So yeah. Nick, Richard Nixon's uh, uh, his signature is going to outlive all the rest of humanity. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> We need to uh, we need to get like another another there needs to be a manned mission to Mars or to the moon just to take that plaque and just whip it into fucking deep space. Yep. Get that shit off there. Pretty much. Fucking Nixon. Anyway, yeah, so he died. Did you see how he died? Moon rocks. Moon poisoning. <laughs> so sick cuz you think Cape Johnson would have told him something about that. That's the saddest thing. I enjoy your jokes Bill, about the death of an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> He died because he thought the Mass Effect ending was so bad. He's like, what have I done? What he have I contributed to? He built to? his own little rocket ship back to the moon and just suffocated himself in space. Uh, I wanted to know what happened to Tali. Buzz Aldrin is still alive, at least. We got that going. But I always like Buzz Aldrin better than Neil Armstrong. That's allowed. Because look at that name. Buzz. 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 Who can't get excited about man name? Also, he Buzz punched... Alduin. <laughs> my favorite dragon. Man, is, is that, wait, is it dragon... What is that? Is that from Lord of the Rings? Alduin? Alduin? Yeah. That's the dragon from Skyrim, Bill. Okay, because I was sad. I thought I knew You that. would know more clearly if you finished yeah, well, the as dragon long as it, does it, Can a dragon attack your house in Hearthfire? Because if it burns down my house, I'll be so fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm going to have to build a cheese basement to hide all the uh, cheese wheels I steal in Skyrim. But yeah, so how did he die? I don't know, Bill. How did he die? You're so worked Old? up about the death of Neil well, Campbell. No, I'm, I'm... <laughs> What's his name? How old I'm only worked out because you keep delivering. Did you see, like, everybody on Twitter didn't know what the hell Neil uh, Armstrong was? But they, people thought, because, like, Lance Armstrong, like, three days before Neil yeah. Armstrong died, yeah. he got his shit stripped from, like, the French, what's it called when you bike in France? The Tour de France. The Tour de France, because, what, he was, like, he had too many he was slim accused, gyms. No, no, he was accused of doping, and he's always fought these allegations, and finally he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck all oh, of you. Oh, you just gave up? He's like, so, fuck you yeah, all, he had a ship stri- So everyone, all these idiots on Twitter were like, oh, he died. He must have killed himself after getting stripped of his Tour de France medals. Well, and Twitter- then other people were getting inf- like confused with Billy, Billy, uh, was it the, what's the guy's name from uh, Green Day? Billy Strong Armstrong, Billy Lee Armstrong. I- so people thought it was Green Day who died. Twitter is where you go to find out people are That's idiots. Right. Like when they had the t- Titanic 3D re-release, there were oh, all yeah. the tweets of people were like, do you know the Titanic is real? <laughs> Guess what, Bill? Young it. people are sometimes stupid. That's Man. all it boils down to. So that to. sucks. That was a real... I didn't realize he was that old. Like, yeah. That I was had... a long goddamn time ago, dude. That was, well, like 50 years ago? Yeah. I know it was, at, what, 69? Yeah. What's math? <laughs> was that 50 years ago? That's Google. That'd be Google, 19. what is math? That was, no, 40. No, no, no. Yeah, no, That that's 40 years ago. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. Long goddamn time Neil Armstrong is dead, and we never went back to the moon since. 
That's crazy, dude. At least he lived. At least the curiosity shit happened just a couple of days before he died. So at least you know there's a little bit like something happened. We with had space. something. Something's kind of space worthy, but still, it's just kind of like ugh. Anyway. What's your plan for a space conquest? <laughs> Bill, it implies I only have one. I have no, plan B, plan C. One that minimizes human casualties on the surface of Earth. Because <laughs> other ones, like, I heard, like, human blood actually makes it a fantastic <laughs> rocket fuel. NASA just doesn't want to go there, because that it sounds a little creepy when you're, got, you're like, you know. That's the plot of Dragon Age 3, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> the Kunari realize that they... Anyway. Because <laughs> you know how creepy is if NASA's just like, guys, we need a couple buckets of blood for everyone this year. Just everybody, you We know. could, you know. Everybody do your part. That'd be yeah. great if NASA turns out it was all based off of fucking alchemy. They've got the, what's it's her name? black they, magic. It's actually run by the psyche from a, a poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> turns out actually all this, like, mythology's, like, supernatural shit actually, it works. And that's how, yeah. Well, that would have been the logical conclusion of Ronald D. Moore's TV show, The, oh, God. the Magic what if Procedural. Science, what if science end, never invented? It would have been in the end turned into Battlestar Galactica, but with magic. <laughs> <laughs> they oh magic in space. They magic robots. They just they just launched. Except the... they're fighting golems instead. They just launched the, the Galactica. It's around, its fuel is just ground up fairies. <laughs> what okay, the hell Howard is Phillips... Ronald D. Moore's problem anyway? Yeah. Howard Phillips is back. Howard Phillips, of course. Yeah. I only know who Howard Phillips is from because of was it Howard and Nestor? Yeah. Well, I mean that's how anyone really knows him. Well, yeah, Howard Phillips was the the kind of like spokesperson for Nintendo of America back in the day, like twenty years ago when Nintendo Power first started. Yeah, Howard Phillips. I guess he was one like he was the guy who kind of helped found Nintendo Power. And it's weird because yeah, Nintendo Power. They just announced last week they're going out of business. And within the last couple of weeks, uh, Howard Phillips, he just suddenly showed up on Facebook out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, Propos of nothing. Just like, oh yeah, here's uh, scans of crazy brochures from when we first launched the Nintendo yeah. 25 years ago. Here's the Nintendo knitting system. Yeah, well that's that's the real big thing he put out this week that everyone was going, oh my god, that's hilarious. Because that was actually a thing that everyone knew that the Nintendo put out a knitting th- machine thing in yeah. Japan. But yeah, no one had any idea that they were even thinking about putting that out in the States, which would have been hilarious. Which is great, because like, Howard Phillips' thing about it was like, this is... Not just for little girls, but for girls of all ages. It was kind of like weirdly sexist the way. Well, dude, it was like 1991. I know, but still kind of like, come on, guys. That's not the way to get girls interested in video games. Now you can knit weird shit that only crazy grandmas can make. If you could, like, if the program was like, you can knit, like, Mega Man on there, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been all Oh, I'd love to get my hands on, all a, pro- oh, on, a, on a prototype of that. So, yeah, no, it was great. One of the great photos that he posted on Facebook this week, he just posted a, it was a picture of a truck with a bunch of boxes on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just did a little uh, quick, like, quiz where he's like, okay, first person who guesses what is being delivered on this truck wins, like, a hug from me or something like that. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. I thought it was radar scope cabinets. If you know about Nintendo history, you know what that's about. And no, it turns out actually what was in the boxes was the very first truckload of uh, Nintendo systems from Japan that had ever been oversent to the United States that oh, was really? being delivered to Nintendo of America's warehouse in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, this is the first, like, Nintendo Entertainment Systems to ever land on American shores. So, oh my god! So, you know, of course, all the video game geeks were flipping out about Of course. That. As well, they should be. So I think, it, like, on Facebook, he's like, Game Master Howard or something like that? I'm sure if you just, yeah, if you just, yeah. If you're listening to this, you already know this is happening. You don't even need to find him with... I didn't know it was happening, really. Oh, yeah? Because I don't care. You know what, Bill? That's too old for me. Ah! <laughs> so was Neil true. Armstrong! That's not true. Um, Did anyway. they make any funny Neil Armstrong jokes on Animaniacs? Was he ever on, Neil Armstrong around there? 
They're maniacs. Oh. <laughs> just stay, stare at me and say the names of cartoon shows. Bird, <laughs> gummy bears. He-Man. Oh, no. Princess of Power. Power Rangers. It's not a cartoon. You know why? Uh, last night I fell asleep. I was list, uh, reading TV tropes entries on Saturday morning cartoons and stuff yeah. like that. DuckTales. Why the, like, the creators? I didn't realize Carl Barks, he, he, I thought he died a long time ago. Carl Barks only died in, like, 2000? Yeah. He was around when DuckTales, the TV show, came out. And he supposedly, he hated it because, yeah. you know, even though the show kind of took some inspiration from his uh, old uh, Scrooge McDuck's comics, yeah, only they kind of like played liberties and... Yeah, they had the goddamn, what's his name, with the... the, the Flint robo, Hart Blumgold? The robo Oh, that's right, guy. I forgot about that. I'm like, man, how, even if you're Carl Barks, how do you hate on the DuckTales cartoon? I wonder if what he thought about the DuckTales 2 video game. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Did he? You know what? I want to do an interview for, for the last issue of Nintendo Power. I'm going to do a fake interview with me interviewing Carl Barks about what he thinks about um, Simon's Quest. I feel like we've been excellent use of your time and energy. <laughs> right. What else? What, 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 what else? What else? What else? You tell me. What else? Um, Konami announced a Metal Gear Solid movie produced by Avi Arad, the same guy who produced live action. This is this is where you're focusing on. Yeah. The same guy who produced the live action Double Dragon movie 20 years ago and is still quote unquote producing. Another half dozen unmade video game adaptations, including Mass Effect and Uncharted. The only reason why he's the driver is because he's he's the producer of all the Marvel stuff. So he knows, the, I guarantee you that in the boardrooms, it's like, well, this guy understands transmedia properties. If he can bring, like, superheroes to the big screen, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This movie's never getting made. They announced this like seven years, like in two thousand seven, they're making it up. All well, I guess they have to reannounce it again. Yes, they just re. Because well, it's their... a different team now. Guess what? It's never gonna happen with these guys either. My friend, my coworker, who's my video game coworker, um, he looked. I, he loves Metal Gear Solid. Like he, that is his I number one. I don't understand anyone who loves Metal Gear Solid. He grew up with it. You know, it's one of those things. It's when you're raised Catholic, Bill. You don't stop to think about how maybe it's weird you have to eat Jesus twice a week. You know? <laughs> oh, sure. You can make that joke when I talk about eating Jesus. It's a it's an <laughs> you affront. You mean it differently, Bill? Um. Anyway, uh, speaking of which, what the fuck? Original ending of the Mass Effect series? No, we're not going to talk about. Wait, we talked about that already. We're not going to talk about Metal Gear. Who our ideal cast is? See, that was the whole thing. My friend who's who loves Metal Gear has a huge crush on Solid Snake and all his iterations said, who the fuck do you cast? We stood there talking for like 10 minutes. We couldn't think of anyone who could be Solid no, Snake. No, you get, for young Solid Snake, you get, uh, who's the Asian guy? The Asian guy. Well. Toshiro Mifuni from The Seven Samurai. You get him, you get a computer-generated version of him. And Clint Eastwood as old uh, Solid Snake. There we go. Is that bad? It's Sure. And it's genetics. His genetics fall apart. That's why he turns into a, a badass 35-year-old Japanese guy in Clint Eastwood <laughs> yelling at a chair. <laughs> Liquid Snake, you get out of that invisible chair. Oh, who would what I have was that? Snake. Did you see Obama's tweet about how I'm in a chair? I'm not getting out of it. Yeah. And he, then he turns around and he's jerking off. <laughs> I love this chair so much. <laughs> it was a weird tweet. If you want to sit in this chair, you're going to be sitting rock. with my presidential no, I jizz. I did it because I never look at tweet vids when I'm <laughs> My title. Of course, I didn't see Barack Obama jerking off on Twitter. <laughs> oh, did you see? Oh, this is gonna be part of the. We'll talk about this in a bit. Go ahead. What's the next thing? Uh, Not Mass else? Effect. What else? What else? Starting January first, two thousand thirteen, all Dukes great. of Hazard General Lee vehicles will not be allowed to be pr- produced with the Confederate flag on the top of the vehicle. Yep, times are changing. 
It took until 2013. Were there still enough of those being made that this is a thing? Well, I wonder, because, like, they still made, like, Dukes of Hazard, but, like, no one can figure out if this means that, like, they're going to go back and take out, like, digitally, like, remove the, gener- like, the, 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 what's the bad flag, the Confederate flag? From, like, the TV show? Well, that's not what this statement is saying. What this but statement who the is saying fuck is, is that... buying Dukes of Hazzard toys these days? Unless you live, like, in the fucking deep south and you're buying toys that were made 40 years ago. Well, I don't know if they're talking about... I mean, I presume they mean the cars. Yeah! Because, like, they will no longer be manufacturing well, the cars like the, with the It's not like Bo and Luke Duke had uh, Confederate flag tattoos on there. They could have had tattoos on their anuses or something, but... <laughs> yeah, that's... It's still weird to think that there's any kind of, like, major kids toy property out there that has a confederate flag branded onto it i used to love the dukes of hazard as a kid but like mean they're not making that kind of dodge charger with the flag anymore no it's just like if if they make any more dukes of hazard toys it's just not going to have the confederate flag on top they said this specifically about toys because i mean car car toys and car collectors are still a huge thing that's a thing it's not like... Oh, is it just for thing. the toys? I thought it was just for all the merchandise in general. That's what you just told me. No, no, but, like, including toys. Well, yeah. But, like, Deuce of Hazard has, has always been named at kids. Yeah. Well, to be fair, what kids... What, what kid in 2012 is really excited That's about That's what I'm Dukes saying. They're gonna have to take off the Confederate flags from all three Dukes of Hazard toys they put out like two, three years ago. Recall. Repaint them. Anyway, I thought, was, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Hates me right now. <laughs> what is this news? Why do I add this I wanna, You know what? I want to do our own uh, production of Aaron Sorgan's The Newsroom, where I'm the news producer and you're the news reader. The shit that comes up on the teleprompter. You're just like, really, Bill? I have to talk about the goddamn General Lee? <laughs> I didn't get this! For property that had, no one's cared about Guess since 1984. Guess what? Shit that's old is racist. <laughs> Surprise! Wednesday. That is pretty cool. The best part of this whole thing was that he ended it with a not bad joke. It's beautiful. I so saw that. Yeah. This just kind of highlights the differences between Barack Obama and old Romney. white man yelling in a chair. <laughs> Barack on Reddit. Sure, apparently Romney's <laughs> camp is trying to distance himself from that. Yeah. But no, yeah, no. So Barack mm. Obama is a meme. There's a picture of him and his lady, and uh, I didn't realize there. people didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the, it's a picture of them, and he's making this face. Is basically is a face that is clearly the thought of. Not bad. Yeah, there were so a couple of people I was trying to explain this to, and, like, they are like, what meme? And I, like, yeah, trying to explain the meme. Don't explain the meme. A meme. <laughs> people, yeah. it's bad. That's what I'm trying to do now. But anyway, it's great that the last thing he says is, like, and, you know, and you've all asked me what I think of Reddit, and I just have to say, not bad. So I'm like, aww. President. That, that's a, that was the American I know, president just typed yeah. I know that it was totally an intern telling him, no, seriously, the kids are going to love this. And you know what? It's the not It's, it's it. not sexist or racist or anything. It's right not bad. I promise we're not taking the Confederate flag <laughs> at the General Lee here Obama. Just to say not bad. Oh, the kids man. Love it. I saw that he did it for half an hour. Reddit got so fucked up. It sounds like he was only able to answer like 12 questions. Because yeah. Reddit, you know, Reddit turned into a shitstorm the moment that... Well, the interesting thing about this, this is completely unannounced. Yeah. It's not like even the Reddit people who were in charge of Reddit are going, Holy Well, they found out the day before. Sh- oh, they did the day before. Well, there was a whole thing. Yeah, they, they found out they gave him the username. Because so the, the, I saw the, they had the President username. Obama thing, yeah. someone had deleted it. And they normally don't then reassign it. But they were like, you're president. But the fucking president. And yeah. so they added all these servers and everything and they still crashed. Yeah, they got fucking butt fucked. But that's cool, yeah. I love Barack Obama. Oh, Barack. 
Thanks. You know, this is one of the few things where, like, right you up being down, you could actually say, thanks, bro. Uh, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually completely applicable. Thanks, Obama. I can't look for my, uh, oh, man. Oh, I found the most amazing porn on Reddit this week. Oh, I found, av- like, slash avatar porn. You mean Avatar, Avatar, avatar Roll 34. And was a- it? Or Avatar Last Airbender or, like, Blue? No, no, it was yeah. Avatar Last Airbender. Okay. There's two subreddits dedicated to Avatar porn. Pretty much <laughs> recycling the same three images. Because sure. I don't think that's a great industry. And also, was it Space Clop Clop? Which is the most kind of, like, mm. bloody, disgusting, destructive, evil uh, My Little Pony porn. It's not even just, like, My Little Pony porn, but, like, Snuff My it's Little also, Pony porn. It's also just straight up bestiality oh which i discovered when i accidentally clicked it one day oh wait space clop clop because there's clop clop which is just maybe i just my little pony porn space clop i did not go to space clop clop (laughs) jesus christ it's a whole year old was it just can you just put bestiality on reddit i saw it what kind of bestiality i have never horse fucking and being hucked by fuck by horses was it dudes or ladies unclicked something so I did something I have not done. So I think I talked about this past. The first time I accidentally clicked on porn on the internet, I turned off the computer and I didn't touch it for three weeks. I did the same thing. I cleared my browser history. I turned off the computer. I went away. Did you call the cops on yourself? I was tempted. I was like, oh, I God. felt Was that at least gross. Was that at least ladies? It was that... a dude with his arm up a horse's oh. ass. See, because at least ladies, at least they're letting themselves be violated by an no, animal. Dude, Bill, that is not safe. No, I'm not saying, but at least they're taking their own risk. Where no. the guys are fucking the other animals, like that's a little bit more like you're actually invading the other. You know, it's you're taking the aggressor Dude, stance. It's, it's it's rape either way. It's an animal. Not what is it? <laughs> okay. Are we gonna have this conversation? Do we need to swim? There's no. There's okay. <laughs> let me just back up a second. I'm gonna back away from what I was just saying. I'm just gonna say, Bill, don't argue that one type of bestiality is ethically better than another type of bestiality. Yeah, they have questions. You have to give questionnaires to people to find out if they're sociopaths or not. This is the last question on this questionnaire. A lady smears peanut butter on her vagina. I'm just the like, dog no, has sex with exact, her. Is it rape? This is the exact, Who is being raped? This is the exact <laughs> line of thinking that leads to the whole legitimate rape thing, okay? What? It is literally like one tier over. <laughs> I just... Or were you too much of a white male to miss the whole legitimate rape fiasco? Wait, what's the li- oh no you know, that 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 thing? Wait, the whole it, the whole concept. I'm just of picturing some guy like, but is it rape if the lady smears peanut butter on her vagina <laughs> and like tried to get the dog to lick it and the guy's too stupid to see there's a vagina there and he just wants to lick his own balls? Is it still rape? You know what? I'm just gonna make a choice. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next point, because this is horrible. Bill, can you please start the notes of this week's podcast? It just says, really, Annie's mom. I'm serious. Please. Please don't click this one. Please. please. Ryan Gosling is directing a movie is called it, How to Catch a Monster. Is it peanut butter rape? Stop. It's about Christina Hendricks trying to rescue her son from a land of monsters. It's labyrinth with underwire support is Bill's joke. You're not going to read the rest? Is it... (laughs) Or Titanic (laughs) Tina takes on Titty Town. (laughs) Directed by Russ Meyer, folks. (laughs) Because Christina Hendricks, guess what she got? She got health insurance. She got two big health insurance claims. 
Oh, God. But yeah, Ryan Gosling, why is he directing movies? He's a pretty man, but why is he directing films? You're allowed to win. Is he going to be like Russell Clooney? (laughs) God. Oh, God, not like caffeine soaking in my brain today. When you. Sometimes, Bill. (laughs) Russell Clooney was the only actor of the late 90s. Bill, if you're an inker, does that mean you never want to do pencils? I was trying to think of an art metaphor that's closest I could get. If you're. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Ryan Gosling, he's not been barely. It's not like he's like made the bazillion films even as an actor. He made Drive, and suddenly <laughs> so now he's like, I wore a scorpion Bill, shirt. Now I Bill, can. He's direct. been in a lot of movies that are not. I'm drive. glad he's still working at Christina Hendricks, though, because they were so good for the five minutes they were together in, in Drive. Oh, I forgot that they were in Drive together. Yeah, because she gets fucking. She's such a bit part. Yeah, she gets shotgun to the face. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers, yeah. Well, it's free on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's your fault. <laughs> Man, that that was gratuitous. That's the moment when that movie took me totally took me out of that See, movie. See, but that's that's what I was like. Okay, I know what kind of movie this is. <sighs> all right, that was just, I didn't hate that movie. I just don't understand people getting all juiced up about that movie. Well, the whole point of that movie Ugh. was that it was a conventional mm. action, like like kind of a crimey sort of thing. But the violence wasn't glorified violence. It was al- actual real. It's just a little violence. bit too much. Like it's like trying to show off about it. like. Well, the fact that it was CGI violence, it was actually squibs. I don't know. It's just the way that was actually. You can't have a hole through kinda... her head with a squib. Nah. You cannot see through the other fake. side of her it head. It did like I was not. It took me out of the movie. I'm just saying. He has been in 36 movies. Oh, I forgot that he's going to be Logan in Logan's Run. He's too. That's old. a real movie. Yeah, because it isn't like everyone well, who gets be, killed before I think the 30. It's, actually, I think Logan's Run is going to be um uh what's his name uh, Nicholas Ref Refn. Oh God, I feel sick. And they made a joke about how it was going to be a musical. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's just Nicholas Winding Refn being a weirdo. I apologize right now, all of you listeners. Isn't his new movie coming out this fall or sometime sooner? Who's new movie? Nicholas Winding Refn. That guy, he's ape shit. Because he's doing another movie with his movies give me panic attacks, but I enjoy. It's Ryan Gosling as like a kung fu guy in Thailand or some shit like that. Only God forgives. Yeah. Does that sound right? What? (laughs) What else? What else? Wow, happy. What else? Now I'm looking at that. Bill, you talk. I'm looking. The thing is loading. You talk. What You're else? You're the worst This is the worst podcast. We've been doing this for a year. We get worse every episode. Uh, Brian Konietzko shot down rumors that an animated Legend of Korra movie is in the works. Uh, this rumor was kickstarted by the announcement that Paramount is looking to make feature films out of Nickelodeon well, we, uh, we properties. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. Uh, but no, this is actually uh, the guys actually coming out yeah. saying that like we're not working on a core movie. Like this is whatever they're looking at, they're not looking at us. Although this is interesting that he did say that he and the uh, he uh, he and Mike are both. Uh, super down with maybe doing a Korra movie sometime in the not-too-distant future. So it wasn't even what one of those said, things where... What he said explicitly is like, hey, we're kind of busy with, like, the next 52 episodes Well, that's what he's saying, because we got to make the show, but, like... And he explicitly said, he's like, well, we have 52 episodes to make, or whatever number it is. And he's like, but then we'll see what happens. What the interesting thing is, though, this is a good time, like, if you're going to be thinking about a movie, when you're laying out the plot for the whole rest yeah. of the series, this is a good time to start thinking about that. Absolutely. So I would assume the what, if there's ever going to be a Korra movie, this is probably why, like, right now, like, this couple of weeks is probably when that's actually being decided or yeah. not. So, you know, so that's, well, who knows? I actually don't, I'm not really dying for a core movie unless they end the series in a way that really leaves that open. Yeah. It works so well as television. Yeah, like exactly. episodic television. And I don't know what kind of story they'd have to tell to justify a two hour long. I mean, that'd be great to see if they had a big budget, like big budget animated core film directed by yeah. those guys would be fantastic. It'd be beautiful. But yeah, like the story would have to be almost like the end of Cora's tenure and her passing the, the torch on to somebody else or, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Or just true math. Yeah, what if they ever brought in white people in the Avatar universe? 
I got to thinking about that last night. Like, what if suddenly they were like, oh, yeah, P.S., we found what this. What does that mean, We found though? this new, because, like, all of uh, all the world of Avatars takes place in, like, you know, kind of fantasy Asia. What if suddenly, well, like. Is it, granted, you can make an argument, like, you can go down the rabbit hole for this very quickly, but um, isn't it supposed to be, like, that's the world? Like, that's the planet? No, that's supposed it's to be what this... it is. Well, at, that's what we've seen so far. Yeah. But, like, well, it's just interesting because, like, with the, the era that Legend of Korra takes place in, it, you know, it's kind of like 1920s, Yeah, it's an industrial 1930s. society. It's so right where globalization started becoming a big thing. Well, like, where Asia itself was kind of being... Literally, the least interesting thing you could I'm do to Avatar stop. would be to add white people to it. Not, I'll, I'll believe you. This is not me being a proponent like, of adding white like, people. You know what the show is? This is white people. No, but I like the <laughs> idea of what happens because um, the world of uh, Avatar is a very Asian-based... Yeah, that's world. literally the point. What if you have a, like a non-Asian based people suddenly show up, but like the Korra, she's still she's the Avatar. Is she still the Avatar to people who do not believe in who either don't don't bend or don't believe in bending? Where this all mystical, mystical shit. Like, I would just think that would be an interesting. Well, then that's the nature of bending. Then I even does bending a... only does bending only happen in this one part? Of the it doesn't world? necessarily have to be white people, but it could be kind of standard. I was for, say, like, white I could be interesting if it like were that. not. Well, I would be interested in anything but Caucasians. Like, literally anything but Caucasian. No, but I'm talking about her responsibilities to the whole world. Yes. If you come in with people like... I like how you're thinking... What if the entire world showed up? I mean, white people. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying! What if they're from an African continent? There we Except go. Except Africa. Is that, that really hard? It took you, like, ten minutes to come around. No, because it was a whole white Africans. thing. White people. Yeah. And the Boxer Rebellion. Oh, that was all, like... Yeah. You know, there's... I'm just saying, at that time period, it's not... Yes. China never had too many wars or issues with uh, Africans. Except now, where it's all racist and shit in Japan, where it's all like. But if it's an industrial society that's a, that's discovering other theoretically less I'll just advanced say, well, that's peoples, what it is. Yeah. Well, not even then less it would advanced. Be in reverse. Well, if they were more advanced, then would they have discovered the Avatar world by now? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm just thinking about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, the I Avatar responsibilities in a funny. world where only some people. See, you can say that. That's funny. Yeah. When you phrase it, what if Avatar had white people? <laughs> that's right. Water you science shit. was never invented. Bill, you can just say it. What if Cora gave me a big old floss sloppy <laughs> job? It's okay. Oh my god. I know that's the logical conclusion of this. What if? What if? What if they go up and like the Northern Water Tribe turns out they're actually protected? Santa Claus and Santa Claus is me and because Cora's water tribe that means has to sit on I'm my lap king. and tell me what she wants <laughs> Bill God I must like when See, I, I'm I found making the fun Ava- of you because I'm the one who's put this morning purchased Avatar pinup art for my bedroom so I can't make fun oh man well I found that right at uh, Avatar porn stuff yeah yeah I'm still amazed at like Avatar and or uh, Cora and Asumi Asami are still like the two big. I, I haven't found a lot of porn around them. I found, I found like cute one, stuff. I found where they were taking a bath together in a little pool that was actually very cute, like cutely. See, that's the thing; it's all cute. Well, it's great because like they're both naked, and Asami's like like touching her boobs or something like that, and Cora's just like. He still has no, had sex with her before. People couldn't see the face of Bill May. Bill May very startled face. It was actually appropriate well, see, though. It was hilarious. Can, there's, there's a line. We're there's talking... a line. Porn, because there's terrifying Avatar porn, and it's all gross. The first, the first naked drawing I ever saw Korra. Guess who she was having sex with? It wasn't a person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was her polar bear dog. Oh God! It was female anyway. Oh God! Oh, God. But it, for some oh, reason, Naga suddenly had a penis. No. Fuck you, fandom. I'm I done. Know. They Fuck couldn't even... You. I, but they, they, they gender-bended. Oh. They gender-bended no, Naga. No, please stop. Red Rocket. Oh. <laughs> What's that? Please stop. 
Is it is it rape? God. I want to do that drawing of no dick for having sex with Naga, which just isn't rape over it. Oh, we're almost done. <laughs> Joss Whedon is... <laughs> we were leave loopy. Joss Whedon is creating a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. No, wait. What? Oh. He a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. He make TV show for ABC. Oh. Now that we're getting killing off of that, what's his name? Agent Coulson. Because he would be a great character to base a TV show around. Here's, well, they've come twin out. Twin brother's going to show up. Is he dead? They've come out and said that about the next movie. Well, it's, they they live in a world where characters are constantly being say... killed and brought back to life anyway. Oh God! You killed my spirit, <laughs> I killed my own spirit. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. I'm oh. not t- tap dancing in your grave about this. Uh. God. So yeah, Joss Whedon gets spoilers. You know what? Internet. There's nothing wrong with drawing sexy pictures, and nothing wrong. I'm I'm okay even with ships that I'm like this. I, this is dumb. You could draw sweet pictures. I'm fine with it. Just gross, nasty porn. One of the animated gifts. Oh, don't! <laughs> oh my god! There is no way you can end that sentence <laughs> that I will like! Next point! <laughs> Jesus Christ! HBO has taken its first baby steps to streaming content without requiring a sca- cable subscription with the creation of HBO Nordic, which will be <laughs> available great. in Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Denmark this fall. So, yes, you can just get a subscription in, yeah, if you live in those countries. Time. Yeah. That will just be straight up balls to the wall streaming. God knows how much it costs or anything like that, but you do not need a cable subscription. Yeah, you could just say, hey, I want to watch some Game of Thrones. I'm just going to buy that or stream that or whatever the hell this service is going to be. I want to watch something that will wash out of my brain the things that Bill just said to me. Although, with with the HBO, what is there to watch other than uh, Game of Thrones? I guess movies, but like you have Netflix. A lot of documentaries and stuff. That's Mm. true, too. You know. I wonder if they have access to all their legacy content. Would be kind of nice, like because HBO well, has I, does have a crazy shitload of series. Yeah, that would be the Great Frontier. Yeah. You know, like but that Fraggle Rock. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I love the. Um, I I remember when I was a kid, we were on vacation, and I turned on HBO during the weekend because we didn't have that kind of cable. Right, they had crazy kid shows. Yeah. yeah, they had they had one epic thing that I watched. It was like an hour long, and it was a bunch of. Um, retelling first there was one on Greek legends and then there was one on Russian mythology like hmm. Russian folk tales it's like and it was all stop motion animation okay, and all sorts of different styles yeah. and it was so beautiful I was totally it's captivated like like, and then yeah. it was stop motion like there were some that were puppets but most of it was stop motion I think motion. I've seen what you're talking beautiful, about beautiful yeah. and I've never been able to track it down I don't know if HBO internet, produced that or internet just find the internet find for me um, I googled it but yeah that success. would be great if you had like like a Netflix for HBO, not just the thing where you can see what's just happening to be showing on HBO right now, but like yeah. you could, you'd like pick your content you want to watch. It'd be fantastic. So yeah. next bullet point, um, the Seven Psychopaths trailer. I have, this movie I've not heard about this, but I saw the trailer this week and it just cracked me up. I'm gonna take a minute and pause and let all of you listeners take a minute to go watch it. Just go to YouTube and look for Seven Psychopaths. All right, now we're back. <laughs> no, I saw I, I saw the trailer. The yesterday. Red Band trailer. Yeah, and well, yesterday before actually before Lawless, there was another trailer for it on the big screen. It was a different one. And uh, this movie, I'm totally down for this team movie. I don't know if it's just directed by or written by the same guy, but it's the dude who did In Bruges, In Bruges, excuse me, which is a great crime film, weird crime film, with Colin Farrell. And what the best part is that Colin Farrell is most interesting when he's just freaking out. Like that's really what he does best. That's why he has. He's kind of like his, his. He's kind of fallen off the map lately because he tried to take a, like a, like a lot of a lot of respectable roles or yeah. anything like that. He hasn't done anything that he's good at. In he's a long, most long entertaining time. Yeah. when he's just flipping his shit. It's okay. So this is him. Or... What? 
what movie was he? Minority in? Report. Minority. Yeah, he was in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wasn't he just the villain though? Yeah. 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 Oh, I wanted to say oh, this no, about Oh no, he's not really. He gets fucked up in the butt. Oh, that, oh, that's right. Yeah. This is about Lalas. So, um, uh, Guy Pierce is so great as the bad guy. That was the first time, I think, ever that I've seen a movie. And this was a th- we were the youngest people in the theater by ten or fifteen years. Like there were a lot of older people in the cinemas on Friday night watching Lawless. And um, when Guy Pierce, when stuff happens to Guy Pierce, the audience actually clapped and hooted and hollered, Aww. and somebody in the audience went, "Shoot him again!" It was great. Oh man, that was that was that was wonderful. Have you ever anyway. seen the LAX uh, Confidential? Yeah. Okay. We've talked about it. That stars also Russell, Russell Brand. <laughs> Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is good at being fastidious assholes. That's yeah. really he's good at he's good at everything. He's a great character actor. Anyway, um, he's just straight up a good actor. Seven Psychopaths. Um, I clicked it because it is Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken is one of those combinations. Where you're like, why the fuck? Why are they just not in a series of buddy films? So yeah, so um, Sam Rockwell plays a, a dog napper. His dog napping partner is is Christopher Walken. Already just saying that sentence, I'm on board for this movie. And he, they dog this is a nap. Movie I would imagine you have to have to write with this cast in mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they dog nap Woody Harrelson's dog. Woody Harrelson being this creepy gangster, and then they go on this misadventure trying to figure everything out. And Tom Waits shows up petting a bunny. And I'm just watching this trailer, I'm like, watch yes. the hell out of it. Yeah. Yes, shut up and this take my is, money. This is this decade's Tommy Boy, where you just see the trailer and you're like, I'm there. <laughs> Did that happen with Tommy Boy? Yeah, Tommy. Not not Tommy Boy. I was gonna say, wasn't Tommy Boy that terrible movie? No, not Tommy Boy. What am I thinking? What's the movie about? Oh, Cabin Boy. That's what I'm thinking about. You've never heard of Cabin Boy. I know of Cabin, Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy was the first movie David Letterman, first and last movie David Letterman ever produced. Yeah. Starring uh. That guy? <laughs> no, I actually just watched your brain make a blank. It happened right uh, before not my Sean eyes. Elliott. Uh, the guy from uh, that show. <laughs> Does it have David Spade? Am I thinking? No, no? it's it's got Andy Richter. He he's like this is how a harem girl dances. <laughs> he had to be there. <laughs> Cabin Boy, rent it. Guys, I'm so store. excited you all miss Phil's little dancing. Why <laughs> have I even start talking about that? <laughs> it was a trailer that you Seven saw. You had to go yeah. on. You want to buy a monkey? Uh, Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> you know that. I don't. Yeah, Sam Rock, really have you like ever seen Choke? Fun. That's another Sam Rockwell movie that, like, it was God, based no. off a Chuck Palahniuk I'm novel. Not a big, that dude is way too much of a um, nihilist for me to ever watch anything that is ever in It's great, but it's Sam Rockwell playing as a sexually frustrated uh, Revolutionary War reenactor. Like, he, like, works at, like, Williamsburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. where he has to dress like a guy. Except Just that premise he is doesn't, so... It's so... It, well, no, it's pretentiously hipster, but the, the Sam Rockwell pulls it off Sam so Rockwell, great. Sam Rockwell is a great actor. Yeah. I have literally never seen him in anything that he's not stolen That's the what movie. Saying. Sam Rockwell... From, from Galaxy Quest to the assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Blum. Yeah. Those, I mean, like, he he steals every movie he's he in. He makes be- movies better just yeah. by being in them. And that's what this choke, like, because like I said, like, I heard about this choke movie and that sounds like a stupid idea for a movie. But uh, he had his big buddy who's like this big popular kind of guy. Like, they, like he really, that, that movie becomes watchable because it is about Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. So in news that will excite my, my wife, PAX will expand to Australia sometime next year and PAX Prime will expand to four days leading into Monday. Yeah, I guess this is the the only thing they can do aside from like moving the PAX Prime to a larger venue. Yeah. Well, it's, that's cool that they're actually uh, having a PAX that's not just up here, but it's down there. Yeah. Good for the Australian people. To Australians, yeah. it's up here, not down there. Well, I guess that could like that, like it's close enough to Asia that like yeah, 
Oh, that's interesting. That's actually an interesting idea for location. Because everyone assumed it was just going to be in Europe. Because they were talking yeah. about whatever the new packs would be would not take place in America. Yeah. And that's actually interesting. That to actually have it on clear on the other side of the world. That's well, really you could argue idea. that in Europe there are gaming conventions. Like, there's, like, Gamescom and Well, yeah, things. and technically you're only eight hours away from being coming to PAX East. Yeah. Still eight hours. But it's still better than flying clear across the world to go to Australia, which is, you know, like 14 hours or whatever. But yeah, and the fact that, yeah, PAX Prime is being extended to Monday is interesting. But yeah, because that's the only thing they can do outside of finding a larger venue or something like yeah. that. And so I, I, I would assume this is more not necessarily trying to encourage people to buy four-day passes as much as, like, maybe you'll be there for, like, two or three days. Yeah. And, yeah. It's more like, it, it just... Squeeze more bodies in there, but not yeah. necessarily, yeah. Although I guess now they could have more panels. They have an extra they day could. for panels and stuff, which yeah. would be nice. And I thought the move to opening up for a Monday was kind of weird, but people pointed out, well, it's Labor Day weekend, yeah. and so no one's really going to work on Monday on a Labor Day anyway, so yeah. what does it matter? Yeah. You know, as long as PAX Prime continues to be held on a Labor Day weekend. But yeah, no, the, 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 good for those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy they're finding success. Yeah. Despite all the weirdness. I'm still a little bummed that I'm not, not at PAX this year. I'm always a little bummed when I'm not that, like... There's nothing at PAX I feel like I'm missing as far as games or That's anything like PAX that. is one of those things the that social. I always think about fondly, but when I'm there, I have a good time. But to some degree, I'm always like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially this year, uh, Twitch TV has been streaming all the stuff yeah. from all the panels and everything like that, which that's yeah. fucking great. I didn't realize that until yesterday after all the panels were done. I was like, shit, I would have totally watched like the... The hop one. Yeah, the hop the... one. And I was like, fuck, man. Oh, but damn that's... it, I missed the D&D. The guy's playing D&D. That, I think that's one on like that. right now. They'll post that later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, PAX. Oh, PAX. I enjoyed PAX better last year when I actually planned a bunch of panels. I've gone to PAX to. three times, and it's got, like, the more you know about PAX, the more figure out better how to manage your time, it gets it gets more fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it, I think PAX is also maybe not as special to you or I, because we spend all of our time talking to people about video games. Yeah, for other people, that's like the one time of the year they get to socialize about games and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Where it's not just yelling at people on the YoGaf. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be freeing. Yeah, Basically, what I'm saying is your basement is packs every week. Yeah! Well, that's what I was joking yesterday. I was like, oh my god, I feel like, because like, I was talking to game journals on Twitter, yeah. playing The Walking Dead, and eating terrible food. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm having Pax Prime in my basement right now. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So there's going to be a P Final Fantasy 13 3. Jesus Christ. Yay! Did, did those games sell well enough? No, supposedly. Well, like it sounded like the. Is it just so they can reuse assets? That's what it is. Yeah. Because uh, I think they even actually came out and actually said that at some point, like right when Final Fantasy Thirteen was coming. I think like somebody at Square was very forefront saying we spent too much money on this game just to like. Was, uh, just make like just to have like all the assets in this game just be for this one thing. Well, you can expect a couple more games out of this, and this is exactly what's so happened. Weird that Final that that Square Enix went from treating Final Fantasy to such a like benchmark like each game never a sequel, never a remake, yeah. ever. Well, they, they it sounds like the development of Final Fantasy Thirteen was so mismanaged that they have to get yeah. back. And Final Fantasy Thirteen did not sell that well. No. I think this would be a different thing if Final Fantasy Thirteen had at least made its money back. At least they can kind of start thinking about what they're gonna do with. Well, I guess Final Fantasy fourteen already exists, and even though no one is playing it, they could at least start start thinking about Final Fantasy fifteen. But no, I guess they still have to recoup all their money they made, or they spent on man, fuck Final Fantasy's fucked up. Yeah. Well, supposedly, like, well, they're at least they're coming out like, well, Final Fantasy. This sounds a little ridiculous having a third Final Fantasy game, but they're <laughs> the big revolutionary thing in this Final Fantasy game is now you can move your characters around the battlefield and climb up rocks. Ooh, yeah, that's cutting-edge future technology right there. 
in Final Fantasy twelve, wasn't it like you had the battles out in the field? Because yeah. like it didn't like go to an extra battle screen, right? No. It was, it was just, like it was like almost like a Zelda thing, where it was like like an action RPG at that degree. point. Yeah, was it still turn based though? Yeah, okay. it was like it's like, but there's like a timing element to it, and like the passage. They need to go more like I don't know. I mean, the one thing is like Final Fantasy is so so fucked up now that if Square can really just go to broke, go broke, go to broke, go for broke, and uh, if they if they use this as an experiment yeah. to kind of experiment with new uh, gameplay mechanics and yeah. stuff like that, could be potentially cool. Especially because if all the assets and stuff are being recycled and stuff like that. The coolest thing they, they could have done, they, they never would do this. If they want to make Final Fantasy 13-4, yeah. the coolest thing they could do is like go to like three different dev teams and say, each of you make a Final Fantasy 13 game. Here are your assets. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, make just kind of different things. That's interesting. Yeah, you've already have the assets in hand, then it's yeah. really just about just people designing gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would never happen. But I mean, Square Enix, they may as well do something. Yeah, I mean, that's what Enix. one of the best Zelda games ever made was uh, Majora's Mask, which is just reusing all the assets from Ocarina <laughs> of Time. Yeah, because reuse they just, doesn't mean bad. Yeah, because they they just spend all their time working on the game design rather than worrying about creating the assets and stuff. Yeah, yeah so you can do the same thing with Final Fantasy. So who knows? I mean, this sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, but they got to do something. If if if. if yeah, hopefully this encourages them to experiment a little bit more. But yeah, yeah no one cares about Final Fantasy. Not that anyone's no. cared about Final Fantasy in they years. Went, yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, that was like you know, like yeah. all of my. Granted, there are well, the dudes like. I knew who loved anime and like that that sort of that vein of dude. Like man, Final Fantasy. It was like the the bench, like the the uh, the the highest point of gaming is like, yeah. oh, well, you got to play these games about the story and everything. And well, I this played... is part and parcel of the collapse of like the PlayStation brand in general. Yeah, and like you the can Final Fantasy. Make that well, that's even like Metal Gear. No one really cares that much about Metal Gear these days. Yeah, and you know, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like well, but you know, at the end of the day, you can't always have a brand that lasts. For 10 or 15 years in gaming. That's yeah. just not no, really feasible. Unless it's like Mario, where it's just kind of regurgitating. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, like, I don't know. Well, Final Fantasy is weird because it's not necessarily a brand. Because each game is, is yeah, it, it reinvents power. itself with every game. It's funny that this is a that's floundering but, by its nature. Well, they, but they always the thing is is that Final Fantasy games are always balls expensive. Yeah, because they always had all these pre rendered cutscenes and all these well, expectations. This not was it the guy Numora who's been in charge of the games for like the last couple console games, not Final Fantasy twelve, but like Final Fantasy thirteen and ten. Mm-hmm. Like all of his character designs tend to be the same kind of androgynous. Yeah. Like, it looks, even though it's different worlds and stuff like that, the games tend to look very similar, and, I don't know, and Let's stop writing about things bad. we don't like. We Ugh. should not be, this is, we're, we're peeing on somebody's phone right now. There's a 25,000 Kickstarter for a book about Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. How can there be a book about Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? It's just, it's just called, like, the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out Encyclopedia. This is weird because, uh, they, this Kickstarter. How are they not going to get slapped down by a Nintendo? By all the, the license holders. In their... They, they're not quite sure themselves. On their Kickstarter page, they say that they're getting $25,000, which will partially cover the printing uh, uh, cost for this book, because it's going to be a hard-bound, like, 200-page like book. And they said they're going to use some of the money to, to approach Nintendo about seeing if they can get clearances for the books, which this is weird. At least they're being forefront saying we don't have the rights to this yet. And they do say if they can't get the rights, they'll just refund everyone their money. Which I don't know. I didn't. I don't know how that's going to work because I don't know if Kickstarter is set up that way where you can just refund everybody their money. Yeah, I was going to say because once... Kickstarter has its cut. Yeah, and, and Kickstarter gets its cut, and PayPal there's taxes to be cut. paid. Yeah. And PayPal. Yeah, exactly. So these guys, if ever, if if they're going to actually refund everyone all their money, they're going to be losing shitloads of money out of pocket. Yeah. 
Um, so this is this is, could potentially be a huge risk for these guys. But yeah, no, as far as I saw, it's not even about the making of Mike Tyson's punch out. It's more like here's a here's a like a little entry, here's some character art of this Mike Tyson guy you fight, here's where he's from, and maybe a little bit of concept art or something like that. It's not that like that interesting. I mean it looks cool. Uh, the other thing with the the reward tiers, the first two reward tiers is ten dollars, which is just like essentially donation. I think like they, they'll give put like if you donate ten bucks, you get a special thank you at the end of the book. Yeah. The next tier above that is one hundred twenty five dollars. That's Whoa. how much a copy of the book costs. And That's a hell of a joke. Yeah. There should at least be like weird. There should at least be like a, like a twenty like there should be a PDF version of the book made available or something. There are a lot like of people that. doing Kickstarters who don't understand why certain Kickstarters are successful. Yeah, and this sounds like even if even if it gets funded, it's not even a guarantee that the book's going to get made. Yeah. So this is like a doubly risky. Like I'm I'm more made note of this, not even necessarily because of the Mike Tyson's video game uh, connection or anything like that, but just this is another weirdly kind of risky Kickstarter, one that I haven't seen before, where people where the guys really are coming out and saying we don't even know if this project can even work if this gets funded, mm-hmm. and the, the the offer to refund the money that's interesting because I don't know if that can happen. Yeah, that's weird. I guess we'll find out you know sooner than later about what. Yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton's gonna replace Hugh Laurie as the villain in the RoboCop reboot. Whoa! So I guess for some reason Hugh Laurie left. The well, Robocop I guess they're filming in just a couple weeks, so yeah. everyone was really surprised. Probably scheduling. Plus, Michael Keaton. He's from Pittsburgh, so I love him. And he was a big star, like you know, twenty well, years see, ago, twenty-five like, years ago. It's Hugh Laurie. It's Birdie. It's I Birdie think Wooster. this is a lat. I love Hugh Laurie. I think this is a lateral move. I don't think it's necessarily better or worse. Yeah. But Michael Keaton, it's another kind of comedian guy. Yeah. Hugh Laurie, you know, he's at least been popular for the last decade for different yeah, reasons. That's true. He's had some money. Michael Keaton can Michael use Keaton. the money. Yeah. <laughs> All that sweet, sweet Robocop. <laughs> But also, he's also playing the villain. I don't think he's ever played the villain in anything. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Like, I like Michael. He's a cool guy. Not just because he's from Pittsburgh, but yeah. yeah. But that helps. We're almost at the end of this marathon podcast. The last two Star Wars prequels are being re-released in 3D within a few weeks of each other next fall. Faster than announced. He had announced a once a year uh, yeah. scheduled. Um, seems like Lucas may be trying to get these out of the way before moving on to the Star Wars re-releases everyone actually wants to see. Or, and I think this is more accurate, um, just trying to cash in on the 3D craze before it collapses. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, that they're just trying to squeeze these last two movies out. Just like, yeah. hey, get them out the door. Uh. Well, supposedly, I guess the Phantom Menace release, re-release that came out earlier this year didn't do that well. Yeah. I think it made like like $50 million, but I think they were expecting more. Yeah. And uh, so... They're yeah. their bets. It's almost like people don't want to see uh, bad movies in 3D. How many times have Star Wars been released in In the in theaters? Uh, well, re-released. This is at least the second time because there was a special editions in 97. Yeah. That was the last big formal thing where all, like, the first three movies were re-released. Well, and didn't, yeah, I feel like... Uh, if you're talking about official, like, re-release across a broad, broad, broad platform, yeah. it's this will only been the second time, at least for the original I feel films. like they re-released... This is the only first time Phantom that... Phantom Menace... Didn't they do something, like, for the last... I don't know. I'll well, something like the original films, they kind of re-released, like, a little in like bits and pieces. I feel like they re them more than once. Yeah. I feel But like. not, like... In my lifetime, I only... Re- like, I think Return of the Jedi was, like, re-released in, like, 1985. Yeah. But it was one of those things where only, like, to select theaters. And well, yeah, like but I, I'm counting that. Yeah. That's mm. what I mean. I feel like... But I, I don't like think the prequels have been re-released. Yeah, I don't think they have either. I think I may Who just be... Who wants to go see them? <laughs> they sick. No one wants... They say, right. hey, you. So they've uh, talked a little more about the, the three Hobbit movies, the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> no. And the first one will be uh, Phil. Phil has said. <laughs> also, I, I hate the fact that you read ahead. Phil's <laughs> title is, of course, the actual title is An Unexpected Journey. Bill's title is, I've got a cramp in my elf titty. 
wrote that, I can hear you in my head. <laughs> Saying that, I laughed so hard. I got crap. You know what I'm really excited about? Do you know who's playing like uh, uh, Orlando Bloom's elf dad? Lee Pace. What? Lee Pace from Pushing Daisies and from Wonderfalls. Is he going to be fall. directed in his scene from the fall guy? <laughs> is his director is going to show up? Apparently, um, all I know about all I know about Legolas's dad is that he's dwarf racist. <laughs> because the fan artists that I follow, there's this one fan artist on on Tumblr. Oh her, no! Her, her, I love like this Annie. Ginger Hayes or something like that. What? And she keeps drawing <laughs> these pictures of Legolas's dad all drunk and eating on dwarves. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Did she just label him Legolas's dad? Little arrow pointing to him. More or less. How are you gonna know who Legolas's dad is? Well, you I know. just pictured Lee Pace just showing up on a mountaintop with big balloon and fall pants. No. Have you seen the picture of him? Here, oh god. Bill Talk while I Yeah, Lee Pace, uh, he was, yeah. Was he the main character in The Fall? I've still never seen yes. The Fall. I've seen clips. He's the protagonist in The Fall. He is also, um, he was the, he was the protagonist on Sleeping Daisies. Yeah, um, Pie Maker on Sleeping Daisies. He was, he played Jay's dad in, um, uh, or excuse me, Jay's brother yeah, in Wonder Falls. Yeah, I was gonna Wonder say brother, Falls. yeah. Isn't she in something? Jay from Wonder Falls? Remember not? We talked about this last week. What is she in? She naked? Animal TV show. Oh. She should be making out with, uh, Alison Brie. I always get those two confused. When when brown haired ladies make out, nothing being added to the world. <laughs> Why you don't like that? Out. No, that's not true. I do like brown haired ladies. Well, if Rachel Weisz, as a brown haired lady who makes out with another brown haired lady, say exactly. <laughs> if Rachel Weisz made out with Jennifer Connelly, would not that make everyone happy? Yes. <laughs> Good point. Good point. My use of double negatives is startling. His name uh, is Thranduil. What? Is this a, a canonical character? Or they just oh, make yeah. this up for the movie. Oh no, he's he's in the Ugh. here. I can't what? find it, so I'm gonna I find remember, it. Are there elves that show up in the Hobbit? Oh, granted, they're good. They have to. Fill I cannot three. remember a single goddamn thing that happens. Oh in the my Hobbit. god, I know it wasn't long enough to justify three fucking movies. So yeah, so the first Hobbit movie it will be called an unexpected journey coming out this Christmas. The second one will be called the Desolation of Smog, which comes out uh, next Christmas. Uh huh. And then uh, There and Back Again, which is the original title for the second film, oh, will yeah. be the last one. Which is a bummer, because like, I, I, I really thought that we were just going to do like the two Hobbit movies and then this third movie that they were going to do. I thought that was going to be more just exploring stuff that came from the... Yeah, from the expand the appendices. From the appendices, yeah, that was kind of like a little yeah, bit see, of a look, story. The first, when I look up Thranduil on, on Tumblr, the first result <laughs> is drunk... Drunk Legolas' dad Aww. disapproving of Legolas' friendship with dwarves. That's hilarious. Aww. Oh, yeah. No, here he is. Look at him. He's When you see him in his what elf gear, he's like, of course he's an elf. It's like a logical thing. It's like you, when you what saw Hugo with his hat. He's got, he's got, he's like a king. That's his little crown. Me talking about Lord of the Rings is, I'm sure, <laughs> two Lord of the Rings fans exactly to an Asian, to a Chinese person hearing you do an impression of the Chinese language. And last but not least, uh, some show called Doctor Who comes back tonight. Actually, oh, as tonight. as we record this, I think it's being it's airing in the UK. So tell me, Bill, why am I excited about Doctor Who? I, you know what? I, like I said, my enthusiasm for Doctor Who got so fucking kicked in the heart by last season that like i've not been keeping track yeah. yeah all i know there's daleks in this episode supposedly lots and lots of daleks i'm still bummed like i said i'm still bummed at amy pond <laughs> this is a picture of uh oh it's a dance it's, it's animated gift that annie is showing me of uh legolas is dead once 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 dancing with a red is that, cup <laughs> is, this, 
Is this from that lady? Yes. This is What's her. the lady's name so people her, can look her, it up herself? Her Tumblr name is Ginger Hay. It's a link to her Send me a copy of that GIF so I can she use is, that for today's her picture. Her art is adorable. She 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 did a lot of adorable Avengers fan art that made me love Avengers fandom. See, this is my problem. I spend so much time looking at the adorable parts of fandom on Tumblr. I always forget about the unsavory gross. What's her name? Um, gingerhaze.tumblr.com Ginger Hayes. Did you see her that? Her name is Noelle. Um, Avengers are being released in theaters this weekend. Of course Look, it is. Look, on a like Blu-ray in two that weeks. That movie made so many grotesque billions of dollars. Did we talk about how much I like the brown hair lady from that movie? What is it? Colby? Colby Smolders. That's a great Man, name. She sounds like a... A, it's a great name. Erotic cheese. B, she looks really nice in that cat suit. That's what I'm saying. I really... I know that she... Because she's on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and no, I haven't... I only, like, seen episodes... I really episodes. want her to be on Joss Whedon's S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. I How would she not be? Because so she already does TV. She's busy. What? Doing How I Met Your Mama? Gets hit by train. She can leave. <laughs> um, you have to have somebody from the movies come in and be the. I mean, she'd be perfect, man. If if she were the main character, yeah, it's Joss Whedon, yeah, yeah, it's literally his jam. Oh my god, literally his jam. So, so is this week's picture going to be Colby Smulders? We're, we're like, I, I've noticed our last couple podcasts in a row. It's just been a hot picture of a hot lady. That's like, we are. We are who we are, Bill. Yeah, this way you get for having a straight white guy with a, with a with a bent white lady going oh yeah what's up sexy <laughs> lady it's always dark haired brown ladies yeah. brown haired ladies we never have like sexy blonde haired ladies we have bill our erections are racist is emmy as emma stone is she blonde um i think she is a natural blonde yes Ooh, that's 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 rare for you i think but then she actually, got those crazy she, she may actually be she has those crazy comic book guys she so she looks she's, exotic that way she's awesome yeah. Man, my wife and I keep talking about what we riffed on last week, which is the Rocketeer, the Lady Rocketeer thing. Yeah. So we had talked about, um, so Lady Rocketeer Emma Stone and her friend Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. And our, my friend Jimmy her just airbags pointed out. that Rocketeer can crash right, into. Bill. My friend Jimmy pointed out, well, she could be the love interest. Why isn't she just the love interest? Yeah, didn't I and say that now, last week? Did you say that? Yeah. I thought you just said bro. Bro from the city. I don't remember love interest. Oh, yeah, because like, uh, when Bill I'm talking about. Go to a lesbian place. They can hang out. <laughs> Trade cigarette. <laughs> so, what do you think about this book club? We should start a book club. We should not make out Cat Daddy with my big old tits flapping out. Man, Cat Daddy, she got... she's got big old titties. See, Bill, you and Cat Daddy's are just like me and my sister. <laughs> Did you know that your tits are big? <laughs> Can I have them? I'm just literally the same. I'm just amazed at the sheer massiveness of her boobs. Well, they're not that like huge, like Dolly Parton, but she's got the boobs that were her like her boobs are at her collarbone. She got those kind of boobs. There's a logic to it. There's an internal logic to it. Boobs that have big bases are always interesting. She doesn't have like the boobs where like you know little ladies have like the boobs where you can tell like the like where they're connected to the chest. Like a water balloon. Yeah, it's like a water balloon like hanging off. Bill, I don't actually. Believe it or not, I'm not staring a lot of old lady titties. I've been looking all crazy Reddit porn. (laughs) And uh, but then she's got the one where it's like like, all the old Katara porn you're looking at on the Avatar porn. Yeah, she water bends old lady. Oh god. So for gesture, Bill Navy said she waterbend. <laughs> oh man, if you could waterbend, if you could bloodbend, man, you could make your period so fast. You could just go, oh. oh. You know, Bill, of all the ways you could have finished that sentence. What? I'm actually really impressed that you. What, what was I going to talk about? I don't know. You can. Oh, we've talked about dick bending in the past, I think, actually. That's nuts already. Would that count as rape? If you make a guy's heart on, so but not even like a turn him on, but you're hey like, everybody, oh. why did you do it? Why did you listen to the Boy Howdy podcast? I'm Annie. This is Bill. 
We're at Boy Howdy Podcast on Twitter, boyhowdypodcast.com. You can yammer at us for howdy at boyhowdypodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Don't, don't, you know, sometimes I say, hey, maybe say some, maybe let us know what you thought. Don't let us know what you thought about this episode. Don't let your friends it listen to this episode. It was good. Dear Lord. Oh, I asked for feedback and we didn't get any this week, too. It's because everybody's just like, what? No. Are they going to record a three-hour podcast this week? <laughs> it's not like you spent 45 minutes talking about Sleeping, Sleeping dogs. dogs. is really good. I know, it's so good. And you can't fucking get around to this. It would have been 20 thought. minutes if I were like, my so? notes. My notes are literally three sentences in here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Annie. All right, friends. We'll see you next. Oh, you. Oh, so yeah, next week I will be in Canada. So we'll Bill will be something. doing something next week, and I'll oh, see you a week after next. And I, next time you hear from me, I will be having lived in my own home that yeah. I purchased with my money. With your new toilet. With my brand new two toilets, I can poop and fully can poop simultaneously. You need to put a wall, a hole in the wall between the two toilets. So you can hold with hands. The two can so it's, if it's really bad for one of you, you just console the other one, like, oh. You know, usually holes in the wall of a bathroom are not for animals. Oh, that's right, because like, I guess lesbians really can't take advantage. What if you, like, could you put titty holes in the wall so you can do at least kind of like. Hey, Bill, press stop. Bill, press stop. Oh, no, the hole in the wall where you hold hands would be happening, like, how they handle, like, radioactive stuff where it's like. like oh, there's a glove. It's a glove. <laughs> Just so you have to smell the other person stink even though you can hold hands. I like this idea better. Alright, friends, on that, good night.